You're listening to the Acadiana's Morning News Podcast, brought to you by LABI and always on kpal965.com. From the moments that shape our lives to those that shape our days, broadcasters are there delivering the most trusted news that keeps you informed when it matters. We are your neighbors, a trusted voice, a lifeline. We are broadcasters. Text TV to 52886 and let Congress know you depend on your local TV and radio stations. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. I asked what kind of family she wanted. She said, a family like yours. Learn more about adopting a teen at AdoptUSKids.org. You can't imagine the reward. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council. News Talk 96.5 KPEL, Brobridge, Lafayette, a town square media station. Broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. A peace prize related to a war. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. This year, the Nobel Peace Prize being shared by human rights organizations in Russia and Ukraine and a jailed activist in Belarus, Alice Bielatsky. Our message is an urge to the authorities in Belarus to release Mr. Bialyatsky. The chair of the Nobel Committee, Barrett Reese Anderson, says they're all being honored as human rights champions and democracy for her as well. Just last night, President Biden warned the threat of Armageddon is at its highest level since the 1962 Soviet Cuban Missile Crisis, telling a Democratic fundraiser in New York, Russian leader Vladimir Putin is not joking when he threatens the use of nuclear, biological, or chemical weapons. Earlier in the day, the president went to pot. I'm announcing a pardon for all prior federal offense, federal offenses for the simple possession of marijuana. There are thousands of people who are convicted for marijuana possession who may be denied employment, housing, or educational opportunities as a result of that conviction. The president's son Hunter may soon face charges. There are reports that could be related to taxes and a gun purchase. A source with knowledge of the investigation tells Fox News it has reached a significant and critical phase. Also, federal investigators are no longer collecting evidence. It's moved past that point and is now in the hands of the United States attorney in Delaware. Fox's David Spunt in the Trump classified documents investigation. The New York Times reports the Justice Department has told the former president's lawyers they don't believe he's handed over all the material he took from the White House, even after what the FBI seized from the Trump Florida home. Why is the question in Las Vegas after a man went on with a big kitchen knife, started stabbing people on the strip unprovoked in the near the Wind Casino? There was actually uh, a lot of uh, blood. There was a one show girl on the ground. There was another show girl on top of her trying to um, to help her friend. Two killed, six injured, the suspects in custody. America's listening to Fox News. This view was worth a hike. Right? And it's a good way to stay on top of my health. Yes, I'm Cologuard, a prescription colon cancer screening option for people 45 plus at average risk. Have you screened for colon cancer? Not yet. Don't wait. It's more treatable when caught in early stages. Tell me more. Cologuard is non-invasive and it's used at home. It detects altered DNA in your stool to find 92% of colon cancers. 92%? Yep, even those in early stages. This was seen in a clinical study with patients 50 and older. Any positive result should be followed by a diagnostic colonoscopy. False positive and negative results may occur. Cologuard is not a replacement for colonoscopy in high-risk patients. Do not use if you have had adenomas, have inflammatory bowel disease and certain hereditary syndromes, or a personal or family history of colon cancer. Most insured patients pay $0. 
Ask your provider or an online prescriber if Cologuard is right for you. Or visit Cologuard.com. I'm in. Months after the massacre at a Uvalde, Texas elementary school, the controversy simmers over the law enforcement response. It took well over an hour to stop and kill the shooter. Crimson Elizondo is one of seven Texas troopers under investigation for their response to the mass shooting at Robb Elementary. After the shooting, she quit her job and was recently hired as a school police officer by the Uvalde School District. Parents were outraged. Blatant slap in the face is disrespectful. It's ridiculous that you know, every business, every employer does no background checks. Elizondo has since been fired and the school district apologized, but also claims they didn't know she was being investigated. Several law enforcement agencies have been criticized for a slow response to the shooting when a gunman killed 19 students and two teachers. Jill Nato, Fox News. We'll get an update on the job market next hour, the monthly employment reports. Economists surveyed by the Wall Street Journal estimate that 275,000 jobs were added in September. The jobs market remains strong, but has shown some recent signs of softening. In August, employers pulled back sharply on hiring, adding 315,000 jobs during the month, which was the lowest level in a year. That's Fox's Hillary Barsky, of course. Wall Street could react to whatever the numbers are this morning. So far, futures are up slightly the day after a sell-off when the Dow went down more than 300 points. The Thursday night football game went to overtime, and it came down to this play. Good protection, slides, fires, broken up in the end zone. So the Colts stopped the Broncos in the end zone on fourth down on Amazon Prime Video to preserve a 12-9 lead in overtime. That was the final score, Indianapolis beating Denver. Baseball's playoffs start today with four wildcard games. I'm Dave Anthony. This is Fox News. Football is here, and we've teamed up with Restoration One for something that will make any fan yell, who dat? We want to send you and a guest to NOLA for an NFL experience that you'll never forget. It's the ultimate who dat experience, and we're giving you the chance to see New Orleans play up close and personal, live from the plaza level of the Caesars Superdome. Score a pair of tickets to Dome Home Games, as well as a pair of passes to hang out with DJ Digital at the official VIP tailgate, a fully catered pregame party put on by Bullseye Event Group, with free food and an open bar on the rooftop patio of Benson Tower overlooking Champion Square. And thanks to our friends at Legends Bar and Grill, even when the black and gold are playing on the road, you can still celebrate black and gold style at home with a Legends Tailgate prize pack. Beat the squad with 10 burgers, 10 wraps, and 20 bags of chips. You can enjoy at a Legends location or on the big screen at the house. The weekly deadline to enter will be Thursday at midnight. You only need to enter once per game, but every week will be a new opportunity for you to win. All you need to play is the Cape Bell News app. So download it now and enter to win today. Restoration One is your local business to help with any water, fire, and mold damage. Call 337-RESTORE. That's 337-RESTORE to get your property back to its full glory. Your 24-7 news source, on air, online, and with the Cape Hill News app. Now the headlines from the Cape Hill News Center. From the Cape Hill News Center, I'm Brandon Como. Two Lafayette High School students have been arrested and charged with terrorizing in connection with several threats that have been made against the school. The school was placed on lockdown for a short time yesterday, but the alleged threat did not materialize, and the two juveniles were taken into custody. Lafayette police say a UL student injured in a Wednesday afternoon shooting is now in stable condition following surgery. Police say the shooting did not take place on campus and was the result of a fight between several individuals. The investigation into that shooting is ongoing. 
Schlumberger has announced plans to invest $11.5 million into bringing its newly renovated operations hub to Lafayette. The project will bring 44 direct jobs and nearly 70 indirect jobs to the area. The project is expected to be completed in 2025. Economist Dr. Lauren Scott has issued his most recent economic outlook for Louisiana, and Dr. Scott believes the state is poised to see major job growth over the next two years. Despite the growth, Scott's report suggests Louisiana employment figures will still fall short when compared to pre-pandemic levels. Louisiana has been awarded some federal money to promote tourism. The money will be used to lure travelers, especially from overseas, to the state. The combined $900,000 of state and federal money will be used to promote tourism in Mumbai, Madrid, and Milan over the next several months. Ag Commissioner Dr. Mike Strain is working with the USDA to develop a better mechanism for farmers to get assistance after natural disasters. Strain says he hopes to see an agriculture disaster bill passed in Congress are provisions of such a bill added to the next version of the Stafford Act. We are just one month away from the federal elections. Senator John Kennedy is the heavy favorite to win re-election, but pollster John Cuvion says that race might have some surprises. Cuvion says he expects Kennedy to win big, but he says that race could echo into next year's statewide race. He says African-American voters are no longer willing to accept just any white moderate supported by the Democratic establishments. The fragmentation that you're seeing in the Senate race is only a beginning of things to come in terms of future statewide races or even regional races. Cuvion expects African-American challenger Gary Chambers to finish second to Kennedy. He says in southwest Louisiana, incumbent Congressman Clay Higgins is facing a strong challenge from Lafayette Republican attorney Holden Hoggett. I'm Marcian Goldsby. Well, speaking of the U.S. Senate, Bill Cassidy was one of many U.S. senators who released a PSA warning about the dangers of rainbow fentanyl ahead of the Halloween, Halloween season. Executive Director of the Louisiana Addiction Research Center at LSU Health Shreveport, Nick Goders, says the Drug Enforcement Administration has found this rainbow fentanyl, rainbow fentanyl in 21 states since February. I know there have been hoaxes in the past that didn't turn out to be real, but uh, they've actually uh, arrested people that had these rainbow-colored pills that probably contained fentanyl in them. Dr. Goder says the pills are made as a way to disguise the drug as it comes into the country, in some cases even looking similar to OxyContin. They're making the fentanyl, they're using drill presses to make it in these shapes and colors to make it look like it's actually real medicines. The doctor says while he can't be sure the drug is targeting children, it could be easily mistaken and urges parents to take caution when trick-or-treating this year. You know, a child isn't going to know the difference. And if they see something that looks like it's a sweet tart or some other type of candy, uh, there's a chance they could accidentally take that. Dr. Godas recommends parents look at the DEA's online resource, what every parent and caregiver needs to know about fake pills, to find more information. President Joe Biden has pardoned thousands of people for federal marijuana possession convictions. Here's more from Kevin Gallagher. The president says possession penalties disproportionately punish minorities, and he's calling on state governors to follow his lead with state convictions. Baton Rouge defense lawyer Andre Belanger isn't impressed. I think politically it is a significant development, but from a legal standpoint, it probably isn't. He says simple possession is a misdemeanor in most places and sees Mr. Biden's pardon as more of a political maneuver than anything else. I just don't think pardoning misdemeanors really moves the needle. But he says if it starts real conversations on marijuana law reforms, it's a good thing. I'm Kevin Gallagher. The state police say one person was killed in a series of crashes yesterday afternoon on Highway 14, about a mile from Kaplan High. Troopers are still investigating the incident in which six vehicles were involved. 
It's believed smoke from burning cane fields may have been a factor in the incident. The 46th annual Zwali Tamale Fiesta is underway in Sabine Parish, and they are prepping to serve 5,000 dozen tamales. We have arm wrestling contests. We have tamale eating contests. We have a treasure hunt. That's only a few of the activities at the Zawali Tamale Fiesta. President Chris Loop says in addition to arts and crafts, music, and all kinds of food, they'll have a mud bog for your truck. He says you can't leave Zawali without having a tamale, and they have four kinds. Mild, medium, hot. Or extra hot. And you don't want to get to the extra hot because you'd have to drink a gallon of water. And if that's the case... Porter pots are next to none. I mean, some of the nice porter pots because people need a place to go to the bathroom and clean. I'm Brooke Thorington. And in sports, LSU will face its biggest test yet as they take on eighth-ranked Tennessee in Death Valley tomorrow. Quarterback Jaden Daniels, who transferred to the team from Arizona State this offseason, says he's excited for the challenge that comes with playing in the SEC. That's why I came here. That's uh, so when I put my name in the transfer for That's something I've been, I was looking for. I, I said I thank God you know, for putting me in this position uh, to go out there, you know, uh, play Auburn in a hostile environment, and then the next week have a... Uh, a ranked opponent coming in here to Death Valley, you know, uh, had the chance to go out there and just showcase my talents and uh, go out there with my brothers and have fun. Daniels has thrown for 915 yards and six touchdowns on a 68% completion percentage this season, but his biggest stat is his zero interceptions to this point. Daniel says he prides himself on limiting turnovers. I just go out there and, you know, sometimes, you know, just trusting those guys, um, giving them the 50-50 the balls. I know they can make those plays, um, being decisive, you know, and just knowing where to go with the football. If you know where you go with the football uh, pre-snap and, uh, and you confirm it post-snap, then you'll be in, good, you'll be in a, a good chance of going out there and just getting completions and start moving the ball. The Tigers are averaging 36 points per game this season and 26 in SEC play. But against the high-flying offense of the Volunteers, wide receiver Malik Neighbors says they need to get off to a fast start. So we got to come out, you know, way faster, way more technique-wise, formation-wise. You know, we got to come out uh, making plays early because when we make when you make early plays and sparks, it just increases on the defense, increases on the offense, and we got to keep our defense off the field longer. Well, Tiger Stadium is already sold out for the 11 a.m. kickoff. Meanwhile, the Raging Cajuns off on Saturday, but they will be playing a midweek game next week on Wednesday against the Marshall Thundering Herd. Well, staying in the Sun Belt, uh, the uh, ULM Warhawks, they lost to Arkansas State 48-25 to last Saturday after beating the Cajuns the week before. ULM will host Coastal Carolina for homecoming tomorrow. The Warhawks are 2-3, and three, and Coach Terry Bowden says the losing record does not sit well for his team. You see how frustrated they are that they want to win and they want to play as hard as they can to put themselves in a position to win. I like that about this team. They, they, they're going to play their best. They're going to play their hardest. Now, we coaches have to prepare them the best we can, put them in the best situations and, and positions to be successful. Coastal is 5-0, and and they won a close game last week, edging out Georgia Southern 34-30. Bowden says they will arrive in Monroe, believing that they will come away with a win. They got past their hump a few years ago. There was a hump they had to get over. Of course, their quarterback, McCall, was a big part of that back then. He still is. He's a, he's a big function, and, and they're five, sitting 5-0. Five and oh, And they look not so much like a team that is dominant over Appy and everybody else. They, just, they believe in winning. They believe in themselves. They find a way to win. And when they get into a game, they've had some close ones. They just find a way to win football games. And wrapping it up with the Major Leagues and baseball, the Major League playoffs beginning today. First up, it's Tampa Bay versus Cleveland at 11, followed by the Phillies and Cardinals at 1. Then at 3 p.m., Seattle and Toronto meet. And the nightcap is San Diego at the New York Mets. First pitch in that game 
is set for just after 7 p.m. tonight. Mostly sunny skies across Acadiana today, although there are going to be some high clouds that make their way through the region as we do go through the day. We'll still get temperatures up to about 90 degrees in the afternoon, so it is going to be on the hotter side. We get a front that moves through late tonight, though. Not going to have much of an impact on tonight's temperatures. Those are still going to be in the low to mid-60s. However, by the time we get to the weekend, temperatures should be a little more mild. We'll be about 86 on Saturday, 84 on Sunday, and those low are going to be dropping down into the 50s both Saturday and Sunday night. Looking pretty good as we start next work week. Next front is expected to come through or, or aggressive front expected to come through maybe midweek next week could bring some showers into the area. And if we're lucky, that would cool us out and crisp us up just in time for Festival Acadienne. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Get closer to your goals so you can go farther with Optimum Business with 24-7 business customer support. Learn more at 877-778-2490 today. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Right now, traffic. All right, fortunately, there are no traffic crashes, no breakdowns to report at this time, but school zones will be going into effect soon, so... Be mindful of that. We'll get the show started in about three minutes. Listen to your favorite KPL shows on demand now. Subscribe to Acadiana's Morning News podcast and listen to every hour of the show anytime, anywhere. Find more at kpl965.com. Good morning, Acadiana, and welcome into Acadiana's Morning News. Brandon Como here with you. Bernadette Lee is off for the day today. She will be back on Monday. But we've got a great show lined up for you. We have got some fantastic guests that will be on with us uh, throughout the show this morning. Tell you more about that in a minute. But, uh, you know, uh, I- I'm kind of chuckling because... You know, there's been a lot of jokes made overnight about the game that was last night, the uh, NFL game between the Denver Broncos and um, the Indianapolis Colts. It ended up in a 12 to nine overtime win. A bunch of field goals kicked last night. And as a matter of fact, on our website, kpl965.com, uh, you had a local uh, Denver um, TV station that apologized for that game and for airing that game, if you will. And I don't blame them. It was pretty bad. Um, didn't take long to watch the highlights to realize that that game was terrible. Um, and what's funny was it was two teams that were seen as two bad teams in the NFL. And sometimes the NFL will surprise you. Like if you have a bad matchup, all of a sudden, or, or you have like a team, a couple, a matchup with two teams that are bad and they're featured in front prime time. Sometimes they surprise you and they give you like a great game, you know. Um, but this was not the case. And it ended up being a horrible game last night. I'm glad I did not watch the game. Just saw, again, some of the highlights, but glad I didn't actually watch the game last night. Where I was yesterday evening was a whole lot better. It was Rhythms on the River. It was Chubby Carrier. And uh, it was, uh, they put on a fantastic show over at River Ranch, again, at Rhythms on the River. Last night was uh, only the second in the series uh, for Rhythm on the River of the fall series. Um, seems like just yesterday we were in the spring series last year. But no, Chubby Carrier and his band did a uh, fantastic job last night. 
it was good to meet uh, meet him out there last night, uh, meet Chubby, meet some of the bandmates and stuff. And so um, it was really uh, enjoyable. Those guys are fantastic, like I said. And so, you know, it's like I told Bernie yesterday, of all the concerts I've been to, Zotico is the one that has me wishing I had learned to get into music more. Um, there's just something about the music, the way that it just gets people moving. And it's so it's so fun to watch, um, you know, people get out and dance to it as well. Young and old, it's it's really a blast. And so um, Rhythms on the River, it was a, a great night last night. It was packed out there at River Ranch. And it's really packed every Thursday night for these Rhythm on the River uh, concert events that they have um, that feature a lot of great local acts. Um, you know, I've been there when Louisiana Red has performed, which is great to see them as well. So just a lot of fantastic local acts that go to Rhythm on the River. And here at uh, News Talk 96.5 KPL and Town Square Media, we are proud to be a partner with them um, and a sponsor and uh, bringing those great concerts to you, especially now that COVID, you know, we've gotten past the whole COVID thing. We can have these concerts again, and it's, a, it's, it's fun to be able to do them. So um, that was where I was last night. I got a chance to meet a few of you, and it was an honor to meet each and every one of you. And so thank you for uh, coming and, and and shaking my hand and just saying hi. Um, like I said, we've got a great show lined up for today. Coming up in the 7 o'clock hour, uh, we will kick it off. We're going to move up Eddie Longlinay from uh, Vermilion Parish Crime Stoppers. I'm going to tell you why in a second. But he'll be uh, jumping by at 7.15. Um, the, uh, the, the, the guys with uh, Farms Friday are uh, not going to be in this morning, but they'll be back next week. Uh, but they're not going to be in this morning. So we're going to move up Eddie Long at 7.15. And then at 7.35, we'll be speaking to none other than the man who has announced his run for governor of Louisiana. That is Jeff Landry, our current Louisiana attorney general. He is scheduled to be with us for about 7.35 uh, later on this morning. Also, we'll spend some time in the 8 o'clock hour talking with Ed Bowie, uh, executive director at AOC, and... We're going to spend some time talking with someone. I got a chance to interview her a couple weeks ago um, on the Moon Graffon show. Her name is Jenna Quinn. And she, if you did not hear the interview, Jenna is um, a child sex abuse survivor. Um, she had suffered years of, of sexual abuse um, at the hands of someone who was a trusted family friend and a coach. And she was a teenager when all this happened. And she decided at 16 to come forward. And she is someone who has made an incredible impact for child sex abuse uh, survivors. And so she has worked really hard to get laws passed. As a matter of fact, in Texas, she did get a law passed um, that would basically allow the schools to provide more education um, for these uh, for young adults, you know, and for young kids to make sure that you know, if they are victims, that they, they you know, are empowered to come forward um, and also to, you know, help prevent, you know, this from happening um, as well. And so she joined me a couple weeks ago as we talked about that and, and, and we talked about a federal law that had come out that was basically lifting the uh, time restraints on, um, it was lifting the time restraints on uh, civil lawsuits against those that have been convicted of child sex abuse. Well, now um, there's some legislation that is uh, being pushed on a national level again, and this is more 
the legislation I was talking about that she got started a few years ago. So we're going to spend some time talking with her about that coming up in the 8 o'clock hour, a little bit after 8.30. Uh, but uh, we're going to take this break right now. When we come back, we've got your look at news. And then we've got Mr. Winky Dinky Dog jumping in the studio right now. As I don't know what he's going to talk about. Look, you, let me put your mic up. What do you what? talk about? It. You, know you, have to get, about you have to prepare content for this morning. Uh, I just yes. want to come hang out. Hi, Brandon. What's hey, happening? Hey, I'm good, man. <laughs> <laughs> so really, what, what are we going to touch on this morning? Uh, absolutely nothing related. Completely disjointed. Uh, mostly true. Possibly true. Uh-huh. Uh, could be true. It's off the Internet, so it must be true. Oh, God. Uh, strange facts. All right. There you go. So <laughs> there is your tease for your uh, your next segment. But first, we've got news. And after this, right, right after this commercial break. News Talk 96.5 KDO. Depend on it. Your 24-7 news source on air, online, and with the Cape Hill News app. Now the headlines from the Cape Hill News Center. From the Cape Hill News Center, I'm Brandon Como. Two Lafayette High School students have been arrested and charged with terrorizing in connection with several threats that have been made against the school. The school was placed on lockdown for a short time yesterday, but the alleged threat did not materialize, and the two juveniles were taken into custody. Lafayette police say a UL student injured in a Wednesday afternoon shooting is now in stable condition following surgery. Police say the shooting did not take place on campus and was the result of a fight between several individuals. The investigation into that shooting is ongoing. Schlumberger has announced plans to invest $11.5 million into bringing its newly renovated operations hub to Lafayette. The project will bring 44 direct jobs and nearly 70 indirect jobs to the area. The project is expected to be completed in 2025. Economist Dr. Lauren Scott has issued his most recent economic outlook for Louisiana, and Dr. Scott believes the state is poised to see major job growth over the next two years. Despite the growth, Scott's report suggests Louisiana employment figures will still fall short when compared to pre-pandemic levels. Louisiana has been awarded some federal money to promote tourism. The money will be used to lure travelers, especially from overseas, to the state. The combined $900,000 of state and federal money will be used to promote tourism in Mumbai, Madrid, and Milan over the next several months. Ag Commissioner Dr. Mike Strain is working with the USDA to develop a better mechanism for farmers to get assistance after natural disasters. Strain says he hopes to see an agriculture disaster bill passed in Congress or provisions of such a bill added to the next version of the Stafford Act. We are just one month away from the federal elections. Senator John Kennedy is the heavy favorite to win re-election, but pollster John Cuvion says that race might have some surprises. Cuvion says he expects Kennedy to win big, but he says that race could echo into next year's statewide race. He says African-American voters are no longer willing to accept just any white moderate supported by the Democratic establishments. The fragmentation that you're seeing in the Senate race is only a beginning of things to come in terms of future statewide races or even regional races. Cuvion expects African-American Challenger Gary Chambers to finish second to Kennedy. He says in southwest Louisiana, incumbent Congressman Clay Higgins is facing a strong challenge from Lafayette Republican Attorney Holden Hoggett. I'm Marcian Goldsby. Well, speaking of the U.S. Senate, Bill Cassidy was one of many U.S. senators who released a PSA warning about the dangers of rainbow fentanyl ahead of the Halloween, Halloween season. Executive Director of the Louisiana Addiction Research Center at LSU Health Shreveport, Nick Goders, says the Drug Enforcement Administration has found this rainbow fentanyl, rainbow fentanyl in 21 states since February. I know there have been hoaxes in the past that didn't turn out to be real, but uh, they've actually uh, arrested people that had these rainbow-colored pills that probably contained fentanyl in them. 
Dr. Goder says the pills are made as a way to disguise the drug as it comes into the country, in some cases even looking similar to OxyContin. They're making the fentanyl, they're using drill presses to make it in these shapes and colors to make it look like it's actually real medicine. The doctor says while he can't be sure the drug is targeting children, it could be easily mistaken and urges parents to take caution when trick-or-treating this year. You know, a child isn't going to know the difference. And if they see something that looks like it's a sweet tart or some other type of candy, uh, there's a chance they could accidentally take that. Dr. Godas recommends parents look at the DEA's online resource, what every parent and caregiver needs to know about fake pills, to find more information. President Joe Biden has pardoned thousands of people for federal marijuana possession convictions. Here's more from Kevin Gallagher. The president says possession penalties disproportionately punish minorities, and he's calling on state governors to follow his lead with state convictions. Baton Rouge defense lawyer Andre Belanger isn't impressed. I think politically it is a significant development, but from a legal standpoint, it probably isn't. He says simple possession is a misdemeanor in most places and sees Mr. Biden's pardon as more of a political maneuver than anything else. I just don't think pardoning misdemeanors really moves the needle. But he says if it starts real conversations on marijuana law reforms, it's a good thing. I'm Kevin Gallagher. The state police say one person was killed in a series of crashes yesterday afternoon on Highway 14, about a mile from Kaplan High. Troopers are still investigating the incident in which six vehicles were involved. It's believed smoke from burning cane fields may have been a factor in the incident. The 46th annual Zwali Tamale Fiesta is underway in Sabine Parish, and they are prepping to serve 5,000 dozen tamales. We have arm wrestling contests. We have tamale eating contests. We have a treasure hunt. That's only a few of the activities at the Zawali Tamale Fiesta. President Chris Loop says in addition to arts and crafts, music, and all kinds of food, they'll have a mud bog for your truck. He says you can't leave Zawali without having a tamale, and they have four kinds. Mild, medium, hot. Or extra hot, and you don't want to get that extra hot because you'd have to drink a gallon of water. And if that's the case... porta pots are next to none. I mean, some of the nice porta pots because people need a place to go to the bathroom and clean. I'm Brooke Thorrington. And in sports, LSU will face its biggest test yet as they take on 8th-ranked Tennessee in Death Valley tomorrow. Quarterback Jaden Daniels, who transferred to the team from Arizona State this offseason, says he's excited for the challenge that comes with playing in the SEC. That's why I came here. Uh, that's when I put my name in the transfer for That's something I've been, I was looking for. I, I said I thank God you know, for putting me in this position uh, to go out there, you know, uh, play Auburn in a hostile environment, and then next week have a... Uh, a ranked opponent coming in here to Death Valley, you know, uh, had the chance to go out there and just showcase my talents and uh, go out there with my brothers and have fun. Daniels has thrown for 915 yards and six touchdowns on a 68% completion percentage this season, but his biggest stat is his zero interceptions to this point. Daniel says he prides himself on limiting turnovers. I just go out there and, you know, sometimes, you know, just trusting those guys, um, giving them the 50-50 the balls. I know they can make those plays, um, being decisive, you know, and just knowing where to go with the football. If you know where you go with the football uh, pre-snap and, uh, and you confirm it post-snap, then it'll be, in good, it'll be in a, a good chance of going out there and just getting completions and start moving the ball. The Tigers are averaging 36 points per game this season and 26 in SEC play. But against the high-flying offense of the Volunteers, wide receiver Malik Neighbors says they need to get off to a fast start. So we got to come out, you know, way faster, way more technique-wise, formation-wise. You know, we got to come out uh, making plays early because when we make when you make early plays and sparks, it just increases on the defense, increases on the offense, and we got to keep our defense off the field longer. 
Well, Tiger Stadium is already sold out for the 11 a.m. kickoff. Meanwhile, the Raging Cajuns off on Saturday, but they will be playing a midweek game next week on Wednesday against the Marshall Thundering Herd. Well, staying in the Sun Belt, uh, the uh, ULM Warhawks, they lost to Arkansas State 48-25 to last Saturday after beating the Cajuns the week before. ULM will host Coastal Carolina for homecoming tomorrow. The Warhawks are 2-3, and three, and Coach Terry Bowden says the losing record does not sit well for his team. You see how frustrated they are that they want to win, and they want to play as hard as they can to put themselves in a position to win. I like that about this team. They, they, they're going to play their best. They're going to play their hardest. Now, we coaches have to pre- prepare them the best we can, put them in the best situations and, and positions to be successful. Coastal is 5-0, and and they won a close game last week, edging out Georgia Southern 34-30. to Bowden says they will arrive in Monroe, believing that they will come away with a win. They got past their hump a few years ago. There was a hump they had to get over. Of course, their quarterback, McCall, was a big part of that back then. He still is. He's a, he's a big function, and, and they're five, sitting 5-0. Five and oh, And they look not so much like a team that is dominant over Appy and everybody else. They, just, they believe in winning. They believe in themselves. They find a way to win. And when they get into a game, they've had some close ones. They just find a way to win football games. And wrapping it up with the Major Leagues and baseball, the Major League playoffs beginning today. First up, it's Tampa Bay versus Cleveland at 11, followed by the Phillies and Cardinals at 1. Then at 3 p.m., Seattle and Toronto meet. And the nightcap is San Diego at the New York Mets. First pitch in that game is set for just after 7 p.m. tonight. News Talk 96.5 KPEL, broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. Find out more about how they can help you at matthew-james.com. Mostly sunny skies across Acadiana today, although there are going to be some high clouds that make their way through the region as we do go through the day. We'll still get temperatures up to about 90 degrees in the afternoon, so it is going to be on the hotter side. We get a front that moves through late tonight, though. Not going to have much of an impact on tonight's temperatures. Those are still going to be in the low to mid-60s. However, by the time we get to the weekend, temperatures should be a little more mild. We'll be about 86 on Saturday, 84 on Sunday, and those lows are going to be dropping down into the 50s both Saturday and Sunday night. Looking pretty good as we start next work week. Next front is expected to come through, or or aggressive front expected to come through maybe midweek next week could bring some showers into the area, and if we're lucky, that would cool us out and crisp us up just in time for Festival Acadienne. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Okay, dads, it's time to do the Cabbage Patch, the Running Man, or something more contemporary, the Floss. That's right. Dance like a dad with your kids. Learn more at fatherhood.gov. Sponsored by Ad Council. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Right now, traffic. All right, so we do have one crash. It's South College at Coolidge. South College at Coolidge. Please uh, be mindful of that if you're going near that area. Also, be mindful of the fact that school zones will be going into effect shortly. I'm doing that without headphones. I can't even Uh, hear the music right now. I know, man. (laughs) (laughs) That's an American band right there. I'll always love throwing that one out every now and then. Just love the rhythm of it. What's up, man? I'm here, man. Yeah? I'm here. Winky Dinky Dog, the news hound. Rob, all right. So Rob's got 
I don't even know what he's got over there. No, I got a little bit of history. Yeah. I got a little bit of nonsense. Okay. I got a little bit of information. All right. I just wanted to make it because that's what it's all about. It's yeah. all about me. I'm disjointed and unor, you know, <laughs> so might as well just make my segment the same. There we go. Embrace right. who I am. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So let's bring the chaos on the air. All right. Uh -huh. In Elizabethan England, okay. the spoon was so novel and uh -huh. prized that people carried their old folding spoons to banquets. What? They carried their own folding spoons to banquets? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it costs more money to buy a new car today in the United States than it cost Christopher Columbus to equip and undertake three voyages to and from the New World. Yeah, I could definitely see that. I could see So that. we're talking, I don't, yeah. know if, I don't know if they got the, say, 20000 mm -hmm. to 80000 I don't know what, yeah. you know, but they, that's just... Hey, people, this is stuff on the Internet must be true. <laughs> a law passed in Nebraska okay. in 1912 okay. set hard rules for the road. This is the funny one. Mm -hmm. Drivers in the country at night were required to stop every 150 yards, send up a, a, a flare, then wait eight minutes for the road to clear before proceeding cautiously, all the while blowing the horn and shooting off the flare. <laughs> Now, that in 1912 sounds, in Nebraska, there yeah. was probably five cars. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. going to say, though, that sounds like an extreme version of what happens on Ambassador Caffrey uh, overnight. Yeah. We've got to stop every, the, every few uh, feet yeah. for the uh, red lights that, that pop on. you got to be careful where you send up the flares on Ambassador Caffrey. Yeah. Because right? they got that little plant right by the river, and ah. stuff might be combustible. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Louis Fourteenth of France. We've yeah. all heard about him, right? Oh, yeah. Well, he was really an unpleasant fellow, according uh -huh. to my uh, research, and yeah. he's been, uh, as he's been depicted. Yeah. In 1674, when he was visiting a school at Claremont, he heard from the school's authorities mm -hmm. that one of the children, a nine-year-old Irish lad mm -hmm. named Francis Selden, had made a pun about the king's bald head. Oh. He was not happy, let's just say. Oh, don't tell me he killed the kid. He had a secret warrant drawn up for the child's arrest. Oh, God. And young Sh uh, Selden, or Sheldon, was thrown into solitary confinement oh, in the Bastille, man. remembering he's nine years old. Oh, that's a dang shame. His parents, members of the Europe's richest merchant families, were told simply, the child disappeared. Wow. Well, we don't know. Wow. Days turned into months, months turned into years, and Louis himself passed away. Mm -hmm. But old Francis spent 69 years oh my God. in the hole for making fun of the king's baldness. So he was in there until he was 76 years old? <laughs> Damn, you do bath quick. Ah, uh, yeah. I just hope I did it correctly. Yeah. Man, <laughs> wow. Who cares? <laughs> Wait, no, 69, he was not at 78. I'm sorry. There so you go. See, I this I is all strange but true wow. and unverified, so I wasn't going to. You know, like, that's not the story that you hear about in history class. Like, I knew King Louis XIV was a terrible person. Right. Um, he was also incredibly powerful, as you mentioned there. But, man, that just puts it in a whole new perspective. Just, just put him away because he had a bald head. What a piece of crap. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right. Speaking of bald heads, yeah, yeah. in Egypt, around 1500 B.C., a shaved head was considered the ultimate in feminine beauty. Egyptian women removed every hair from their heads, but you wouldn't think how, mm. with special gold tweezers. Oh. <laughs> that sounds incredibly painful. Yeah, you would think, well, the first few, uh, not so much, but after a while, that's mm, got to hurt. You yeah, know? that's got to hurt. Kind of adds up. Yeah. Uh, and then they polish their scalps to a high sheen with buffing cloths. <laughs> well, I think it also, well, although I was going to say, I think it would also help not to have that long hair in the hot sun. But then again, you get hot. have something to, yeah, yeah. Have something to cover the bald, the bald head because then it'll sunburn. Oh, I'm sure they had people to cover their heads. Yeah, that's you know? true. They, they had 
They had a lot of people to just do the menial jobs. Yes, so. absolutely. All right, this one is, well, this fact, I, it's, I, it's unverified. It's uh-huh. very interesting, and it's very creepy, and I don't know how biologically this worked. But according to my extensive research, okay. the world's youngest parents uh-huh. were how old? Oh, wow. Ooh, eight and nine? Yes. No way. Yes. <laughs> the, the world's youngest parents were eight and nine, and wow. they lived in China and had their child in 1910. Man. Uh, that's, wow. That's, that's an early bloomer. That, that's very early. Poor thing. That's just, man. I can't even <laughs> they imagine. They grew up quick back then. Huh? Yeah, I know. I can't even imagine, like, having a, I'm going to assume the eight-year-old was the girl. I had other things in my mind, eight-year, like, you know, building yeah. ramps out of plywood from down the road I found. And, yeah. And jumping my brother, who laid on the ground in front of the ramp, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we weren't exactly smart kids. <laughs> <laughs> well... I mean, look, you, we were little boys. I mean, we're always trying to get away with stupid stuff. Uh, in England, uh-huh. there's a Speaker of the House, just like we, we have. Yeah, yeah. But this Speaker is not allowed to speak. <laughs> Isn't that ironic? Yeah. The youngest Pope. Uh-huh. How old? You got the other one right. Might as well take I'm, a shot. I'm going to say six. Nope, no, nope, okay. no. Nope. 11 years old was 11, the youngest okay. Pope in history. Right. And who was that? I have no clue. Oh, shoot. <laughs> now i got to look it up. Okay. All right, now i got to look this up, man. You I wasn't interested. Like, I, just, see, I just bring the facts. I'm not here to get them, you know. See, you've got me, like, looking up a lot of internet stuff this morning. Before we went on, you were like, okay, there's a thunder and lightning for LSU. And the only one I knew was the one for the Saints. But I didn't remember the thunder and lightning that was in 1985, the 80s. we figured out, was Dalton Hilliard and Gary James. There you go. Let's see. All right, who was the youngest pope ever? All right, so... Am I right or am I wrong? Uh, well, I see like a... Okay, wait, was there a 12-year-old pope? <coughs> Excuse me, Benedict the Ninth was the pope on three separate occasions during his lifetime, with the first being when he was just 12 years old. Ah, I wasn't he, too far off. He grew to be a wicked boy and ran into the <laughs> position to hide within the city when political opponents tried to murder him. Wow. That's according to Vatican City Tours... Let's see here. Who were the worst popes in history? Pope, murder, uh, and, you know, and, and yeah, that's just not <laughs> political. There was the other word I was looking for. Yeah. All right. The movie Wayne's World. Love it. In fact, I saw a couple of clips the other day about it, and it was just mm-hmm. bringing back good old memories. Was that one of your latest, your last movies that you watched before you stopped watching movies? I've, I've seen a few movies since okay. then, but it's All very right. rare. I, I may see, like, one movie a year. Okay. So, uh, and, in fact, the most recent one was the multiverse uh, uh doctor strange and the new thor movie and both were underwhelming yeah. complete like yeah they man, jumped I the shark on this one man ooh, i could have told you those were a waste oh, of time just, i've watched them it's over oh. they're trying they're trying too hard now so they really are uh wayne's world didn't have to try too hard yeah it was only filmed in two weeks wow yeah that's quick yeah and seeing the movie i can understand why <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah. a disjointed bunch of fun it really is yeah, yeah. uh the first engines for fords uh-huh. were built by dodge no way. Yeah, the okay. Dodge brothers. Wow. Okay. They, uh, they were, they were uh, just building engines back then before they oh. formed the company, Dodge. Okay. Uh, the only member mm-hmm. of ZZ Top with yeah. no beard has beard in his name. His name is Frank Beard. Frank Beard. <laughs> <laughs> this is like the most random, <laughs> just <laughs> random segment ever today. That's it. That's all of that's well, it's usually what I'm all about. I love it, man. Toto, not yes. the band. Oh, yeah. The dog. Ah, okay. From Wizard of Oz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was paid. Did you know that? Uh, how was he paid in dog biscuits? Ah, uh, $125 a week. Uh, 
And we're talking, what, that movie was 1938, yeah. 39, somewhere in that range? That's a lot of money. That, yeah, absolutely. So, and my last one. Okay. The electric chair. Okay. Was invented by a dentist. Okay, I can see the correlation there. <laughs> the chair, right? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah? The chair, yeah. Yeah. Um, and some people do see the chair. And back then, they, they, they would electrocute, yeah. they would like, put electricity on people to heal them from things. Oh, yeah, before they, they knew better. <laughs> before they, like, that's like when they used to put, that's when they used to put leeches on people to, ugh. Well, that was a little before that. They still do that, by the way. I've seen things that they still do the leechy thing. Mm. So, but yeah, the, the, uh, it was invented by a dentist. So there you go. Yeah. All right. Strange but true. And now we have to finish off our segment. Ah, I see what you were doing over there. Oh, I, <laughs> I work for another station over here. I work for several uh, stations over here. It seems oh, you like say it. You work and, for uh, KTDY. Yeah, you're, I was on KTDY. Are KT- you I was on, on KTDY? Yeah, I was on air for KTDY uh-huh. last night, filling in for JC. And yeah, this yeah. song came on, mm-hmm. and I admitted on air that I do the uh, air gong when it comes to the gong part. Really? Yes. You you never heard the gong in no, here? No, I know the gong. Yeah, I do the about. air gong. I, I, okay. I do a mean air gong, man. I get in there and I get both hands and I <laughs> swing away, baby. <laughs> My kids, they just. They just shake their head. I'm sure they so, do. Yeah. All right. Well, with that, Mr. Winky Dinky Dog Newshound, thank you so much. Oh, always That was a, a very enjoyable random segment. Yeah. You you say that, but, you know, you're going to be going to like, oh, man, glad that was over. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going to leave you with some Toto here. Yeah. And we're talking about the band, not the dog. You're right. Fox News coming up top of the hour. He turned to me as if to say, hurry, boy, it's waiting there for you. different kinds of chargers each with a different kind of plug do you have finding the right one for the right device at the right time is more than irritating good news all of that is about to come to an end i'm kim commando brought to you by lynn jobs post a job for free and find qualified candidates quickly at linkedin.com slash kim there's no technical reason why every handheld portable device can't use the same type of charger and charging plug. They don't because each company is making money selling its own chargers and cables that come with stern warning. If you use any other charger, you can cause a fire. This week, the European Parliament approved a law requiring all cell phones, tablets, cameras, headphones, earbuds, handheld video consoles, speakers, e-readers, keyboard, mice, and other small handheld electronics to use the same USB Type-C charging port. This law will soon follow to the United States, and not a moment too soon. Get my new daily podcast that's great for walks and drives. It's called Kim Commando Today. Prices on just about everything are rising, but thanks to CarShield, I don't have to worry about how much it's going to cost to fix my car when it breaks down. Their price will never go up, and they help handle everything. That's why I love them. CarShield offers protection plans for around 100 bucks a month that cover more parts than ever before. When you need a repair, there's no paperwork or headaches. CarShield will even take care of you when your car breaks down on the side of a road. Every protection plan includes coast-to-coast roadside assistance, courtesy towing, and rental car options at no extra cost. So as long as you cover your car, no matter how old it is, 
protected from the cost of parts and repairs. Get coverage like I did. Go to carshield.com slash Kim or call 800-91-8888 to save 10% on your plan. That's carshield.com slash Kim or call 800-391-8888 to save 10%. That's carshield.com slash Kim. Live and local every day in Acadiana and the only place you can voice your opinion on your favorite KPL shows. We're your home for news and talk in Acadiana. This is KPL. The Fox Business Report is brought to you by Gulf Coast Bank, your local community bank. Whether your financial needs are for an individual, a business, or for the whole family, Gulf Coast Bank has the knowledge and products to serve you best. With nine convenient locations throughout Acadiana, you're never far from a friendly Gulf Coast Bank associate. Connell McShane, this is the Fox Business Report. Investors will be looking today for signs that the job market continued to cool in September. The Labor Department releases the September Employment Report. Economists are predicting it will indicate 250,000 new jobs were created last month, with the unemployment rate holding steady at 3.7%. The Delaware judge presiding over the dispute between Elon Musk and Twitter has postponed the trial over the merger, though both parties were ordered to quickly close the deal or the trial will proceed in November. Shares of chip makers are losing ground. Advanced Micro Devices is reporting weaker demand for PCs and predicted its profit will be disappointing. Samsung Electronics is also forecasting a slump in its earnings. That's your Fox Business Report. I'm Ginny Cosola. Invested in you. Smart businesses are always looking for ways to improve. Better work days can start with CentOS. Your dedicated CentOS service reps help make sure you have what you need when needed. We'll stock your essential cleaning products, deliver hygienically clean workwear, inspect your fire extinguishers, and provide first aid and safety supplies. CentOS is with you every step of the way, so you stay a step ahead. Visit CentOS.com. Oh, I'm ready! And get ready for the workday. American Ground Radio with Louis R. Avaloni and Stephen Parr. Weeknights from 9 to 10 here on News Talk 96.5 KPEL. News Talk 96.5 KPEL, Brobridge, Lafayette, a town square media station. Broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. A peace prize amid a warning about Armageddon. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. The prize was awarded this morning and shared by human rights organizations in Russia and Ukraine. And Alice Bielayatsky, an activist, jailed in Belarus. They have made an outstanding effort to document war crimes, human rights, abuses, and the abuse of power. Nobel Committee Chair Reese Barrett Anderson, hours after the Armageddon warning from President Biden, who says what's happening in Ukraine puts us at the greatest nuclear risk since the 1962 Soviet Cuban Missile Crisis. President Biden said Russia's Vladimir Putin is not joking when he talks about the use of tactical nuclear weapons or biological or chemical weapons. The president was at a Democratic fundraiser when he said the nuclear threat from Putin is real because when it comes comes to the invasion of Ukraine, Russia's military is significantly underperforming. Fox's Jill Nato, the president, also put some convictions up in smoke. 
pardoning people convicted on federal charges of marijuana possession. Criminal records for marijuana possession have led to needless barriers to employment, to housing, and educational opportunities. There are numerous reports the Justice Department may be close to charging the president's son, Hunter Biden, on cases related to taxes and a gun purchase. Another guilty plea related to last year's Capitol riots. North Carolina's Proud Boys leader, Jeremy Bertino, has pleaded guilty to seditious conspiracy in connection with the attack on the Capitol January 6th. While five other Proud Boys members have been charged with seditious conspiracy and face trial in December, he's the first group member to plead, though some Oath Keeper members have pleaded to this charge already as well. Fox is Jessica Rosenthal, the Oath Keeper's founder and others on trial now facing the same charge. Update on the Trump classified documents investigation. The New York Times reports the Justice Department thinks the president, former president, still has more material. America's listening to Fox News. This view was worth a hike. Right? And it's a good way to stay on top of my health. Yes, I'm Cologuard, a prescription colon cancer screening option for people 45 plus at average risk. Have you screened for colon cancer? Not yet. Don't wait. It's more treatable when caught in early stages. Tell me more. Cologuard is non-invasive and it's used at home. It detects altered DNA in your stool to find 92% of colon cancers. 92%? Yep, even those in early stages. This was seen in a clinical study with patients 50 and older. Any positive results should be followed by a diagnostic colonoscopy. False positive and negative results may occur. Cologuard is not a replacement for colonoscopy in high-risk patients. Do not use if you have had adenomas, have inflammatory bowel disease and certain hereditary syndromes, or a personal or family history of colon cancer. Most insured patients pay zero dollars. Ask your provider or an online prescriber if Cologuard is right for you. Or visit Cologuard.com. I'm in. Three people are in critical condition in Las Vegas. Among the eight people stabbed in what police call an unprovoked attack on the Strip near the Wynn Hotel Casino. Two of them died. The attacker, who had a large kitchen knife now in custody. The suspect is a Hispanic male adult. He appears in his early 30s. He does not appear to be a local residence, that he is uh, in our community recently. Deputy Las Vegas Police Chief James La Rochelle says they don't know the motive. In California, an update on the suspected kidnapper, a local sheriff, hopes gets the death penalty. Officials with the Merced County Sheriff's Office say 48-year-old Jesus Selgado had sent angry text messages and emails to the family he's accused of kidnapping and killing. Relatives of the victims tell investigators Selgado had worked for the family's trucking business. Police also reveal they're seeking a person of interest who may have acted as Selgado's accomplice. An eight-month-old baby girl, her parents and uncle were found dead two days after they were kidnapped at gunpoint from their business. Officials say Selgado, who served eight years in prison for a home invasion, is in the hospital after trying to take his own life before being taken into custody. He's expected to be booked in jail once he's medically cleared. Kristen Goodwin, Fox News. Later this hour, a key update on the economy. The monthly employment report expected to show around 250,000 jobs created in September. Economists believe the unemployment rate will hold steady at 3.7%. The Federal Reserve is looking for the job market to cool off after Chair Jerome Powell said it was out of balance and one of the main reasons the central bank is committed to raising interest rates to combat hot inflation. Fox's Hillary Barsky on Wall Street ahead of that report. Stock futures are up modest the day after another sell-off. A field goal fest on Thursday night football. The Indianapolis Colts beat the Denver Broncos 12-9 in overtime to kick off week five of the NFL season. I'm Dave Anthony and this is Fox News. 
Football is here, and we've teamed up with Restoration One for something that will make any fan yell, who dat? We want to send you and a guest to NOLA for an NFL experience that you'll never forget. It's the ultimate who dat experience, and we're giving you the chance to see New Orleans play up close and personal, live from the plaza level of the Caesars Superdome. Score a pair of tickets to Dome Home Games, as well as a pair of passes to hang out with DJ Digital at the official VIP tailgate, a fully catered pregame party put on by Bullseye Event Group, with free food and an open bar on the rooftop patio of Benson Tower overlooking Champion Square. And thanks to our friends at Legends Bar and Grill, even when the black and gold are playing on the road, you can still celebrate black and gold style at home with a Legends Tailgate prize pack. Beat the squad with 10 burgers, 10 wraps, and 20 bags of chips. You can enjoy at a Legends location or on the big screen at the house. The weekly deadline to enter will be Thursday at midnight. You only need to enter once per game, but every week will be a new opportunity for you to win. All you need to play is the KPL News app. So download it now and enter to win today. Restoration One is your local business to help with any water, fire, and mold damage. Call 337-RESTORE. That's 337-RESTORE to get your property back to its full glory. Your 24-7 news source on air, online, and with the KPL News app. Now the headlines from the KPL News Center. From the KPL News Center, I'm Brandon Como. Two Lafayette High School students have been arrested and charged with terrorizing in connection with several threats that have been made against the school. The school was placed on lockdown for a short time yesterday, but the alleged threat did not materialize, and the two juveniles were taken into custody. Lafayette police say a UL student injured in a Wednesday afternoon shooting is now in stable condition following surgery. Police say the shooting did not take place on campus and was the result of a fight between several individuals. The investigation into that shooting is ongoing. Schlumberger has announced plans to invest $11.5 million into bringing its newly renovated operations hub to Lafayette. The project will bring 44 direct jobs and nearly 70 indirect jobs to the area. The project is expected to be completed in 2025. Economist Dr. Lauren Scott has issued his most recent economic outlook for Louisiana, and Dr. Scott believes the state is poised to see major job growth over the next two years. Despite the growth, Scott's report suggests Louisiana employment figures will still fall short when compared to pre-pandemic levels. Louisiana has been awarded some federal money to promote tourism. The money will be used to lure travelers, especially from overseas to the state. The combined $900,000 of state and federal money will be used to promote tourism in Mumbai, Madrid, and Milan over the next several months. Ag Commissioner Dr. Mike Strain is working with the USDA to develop a better mechanism for farmers to get assistance after natural disasters. Strain says he hopes to see an agriculture disaster bill passed in Congress or provisions of such a bill added to the next version of the Stafford Act. We are just one month away from the federal elections. Senator John Kennedy is the heavy favorite to win re-election, but pollster John Cuvion says that race might have some surprises. Cuvion says he expects Kennedy to win big, but he says that race could echo into next year's statewide race. He says African-American voters are no longer willing to accept just any white moderate supported by the Democratic establishments. The fragmentation that you're seeing in the Senate race is only a beginning of things to come in terms of future statewide races or even regional races. Cuvion expects African-American challenger Gary Chambers to finish second to Kennedy. He says in southwest Louisiana, incumbent Congressman Clay Higgins is facing a strong challenge from Lafayette Republican Attorney Holden Hoggett. I'm Marcian Goldsby. Well, speaking of the U.S. Senate, Bill Cassidy was one of many U.S. senators who released a PSA warning about the dangers of rainbow fentanyl ahead of the Halloween, Halloween season. Executive Director of the Louisiana Addiction Research Center at LSU Health Shreveport, Nick Goders, says the Drug Enforcement Administration has found this rainbow fentanyl, rainbow fentanyl in 21 states since February. 
I know there have been hoaxes in the past that didn't turn out to be real, but uh, they've actually uh, arrested people that had these rainbow-colored pills that probably contained fentanyl in them. Dr. Goder says the pills are made as a way to disguise the drug as it comes into the country, in some cases even looking similar to OxyContin. They're making the fentanyl, they're using drill presses to make it in these shapes and colors to make it look like it's actually real medicines. The doctor says while he can't be sure the drug is targeting children, it could be easily mistaken and urges parents to take caution when trick-or-treating this year. You know, a child isn't going to know the difference. And if they see something that looks like it's a sweet tart or some other type of candy, uh, there's a chance they could accidentally take that. Dr. Godas recommends parents look at the DEA's online resource, what every parent and caregiver needs to know about fake pills to find more information. President Joe Biden has pardoned thousands of people for federal marijuana possession convictions. Here's more from Kevin Gallagher. The president says possession penalties disproportionately punish minorities, and he's calling on state governors to follow his lead with state convictions. Baton Rouge defense lawyer Andre Belanger isn't impressed. I think politically it is a significant development, but from a legal standpoint, it probably isn't. He says simple possession is a misdemeanor in most places and sees Mr. Biden's pardon as more of a political maneuver than anything else. I just don't think pardoning misdemeanors really moves the needle. But he says if it starts real conversations on marijuana law reforms, it's a good thing. I'm Kevin Gallagher. The state police say one person was killed in a series of crashes yesterday afternoon on Highway 14, about a mile from Kaplan High. Troopers are still investigating the incident in which six vehicles were involved. It's believed smoke from burning cane fields may have been a factor in the incident. The 46th annual Zwali Tamale Fiesta is underway in Sabine Parish, and they are prepping to serve 5,000 dozen tamales. We have armresting contests. We have tamale eating contests. We have a treasure hunt. That's only a few of the activities at the Zawali Tamale Fiesta. President Chris Loop says in addition to arts and crafts, music, and all kinds of food, they'll have a mud bog for your truck. He says you can't leave Zawali without having a tamale, and they have four kinds. Mild, medium, hot. Or extra hot, and you don't want to get that extra hot because you'd have to drink a gallon of water. And if that's the case... porta pots are next to none. I mean, some of the nice porta pots because people need a place to go to the bathroom and clean. I'm Brooke Thorrington. And in sports, LSU will face its biggest test yet as they take on eighth-ranked Tennessee in Death Valley tomorrow. Quarterback Jaden Daniels, who transferred to the team from Arizona State this offseason, says he's excited for the challenge that comes with playing in the SEC. That's why I came here. Uh, that's when I put my name in the transfer portal. That's something I've been, I was looking for. I, I said I thank God you know, for putting me in this position uh, to go out there, you know, uh, play Auburn in a hostile environment, and then next week have a... Uh, a ranked opponent coming in here to Death Valley, you know, uh, had the chance to go out there and just showcase my talents and uh, go out there with my brothers and have fun. Daniels has thrown for 915 yards and six touchdowns on a 68% completion percentage this season, but his biggest stat is his zero interceptions to this point. Daniel says he prides himself on limiting turnovers. I just go out there and, you know, sometimes, you know, just trusting those guys, um, giving them the 50-50 balls. I know they can make those plays, um, being decisive, you know, and just knowing where to go with the football. If you know where you go with the football uh, pre-snap and, uh, and you confirm it post-snap, then you'll be in, good, you'll be in a, a good chance of going out there and just getting completions and start moving the ball. The Tigers are averaging 36 points per game this season and 26 in SEC play. But against the high-flying offense of the Volunteers, wide receiver Malik Neighbors says they need to get off to a fast start. 
So we got to come out, you know, way faster, way more technique-wise, formation-wise. You know, we got to come out uh, making plays early because when we make when you make early plays and sparks, it just increases on the defense, increases on the offense, and we got to keep our defense off the field longer. Well, Tiger Stadium is already sold out for the 11 a.m. kickoff. Meanwhile, the Raging Cajuns off on Saturday, but they will be playing a midweek game next week on Wednesday against the Marshall Thundering Herd. Well, staying in the Sun Belt, uh, the uh, ULM Warhawks, they lost to Arkansas State 48-25 to last Saturday after beating the Cajuns the week before. ULM will host Coastal Carolina for homecoming tomorrow. The Warhawks are 2-3, and three, and Coach Terry Bowden says the losing record does not sit well for his team. You see how frustrated they are that they want to win, and they want to play as hard as they can to put themselves in a position to win. I like that about this team. They, they, they're going to play their best. They're going to play their hardest. Now, we coaches have to prepare them the best we can, put them in the best situations and, and positions to be successful. Coastal is 5-0, and and they won a close game last week, edging out Georgia Southern 34-30. Bowden says they will arrive in Monroe, believing that they will come away with a win. They got past their hump a few years ago. There was a hump they had to get over. Of course, their quarterback, McCall, was a big part of that back then. He still is. He's a, he's a big function, and, and they're five, sitting 5-0. Five and oh, And they look not so much like a team that is dominant over Appy and everybody else. They, just, they believe in winning. They believe in themselves. They find a way to win. And when they get into a game, they've had some close ones. They just find a way to win football games. And wrapping it up with the Major Leagues and baseball, the Major League playoffs beginning today. First up, it's Tampa Bay versus Cleveland at 11, followed by the Phillies and Cardinals at 1. Then at 3 p.m., Seattle and Toronto meet. And the nightcap is San Diego at the New York Mets. First pitch in that game is set for just after 7 p.m. tonight. Mostly sunny skies across Acadiana today, although there are going to be some high clouds that make their way through the region as we do go through the day. We'll still get temperatures up to about 90 degrees in the afternoon, so it is going to be on the hotter side. We get a front that moves through late tonight, though. Not going to have much of an impact on tonight's temperatures. Those are still going to be in the low to mid-60s. However, by the time we get to the weekend, temperatures should be a little more mild. We'll be about 86 on Saturday, 84 on Sunday, and those Lows are going to be dropping down into the 50s both Saturday and Sunday night. Looking pretty good as we start next work week. Next front is expected to come through or, or aggressive front expected to come through maybe midweek. Next week could bring some showers into the area. And if we're lucky, that would cool us out and crisp us up just in time for Festival Acadien. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPAL. For victims of drunk and drug driving, your grief is unique, but you are not alone. You always have a place at MAD. Call the 24-hour victim helpline at 877-MAD-HELP or visit MAD.org. News Talk 96.5 KPAL. Right now, traffic. All right, let's take a look at what's happening on the roadway. School zones are in effect right now, so be mindful of that. Other than that, no traffic crashes, no breakdowns to report at this time. Questions about youth or high school sports? Positive Coaching Alliance can help. PCA, a national nonprofit organization, develops better athletes and better people through youth and high school sports. Info at positivecoach.org. Our salute to America brought to you by Jim Olivier's Home Improvement and Roofing, Louisiana. Oh, say. Can you see by the dawn's 
Good morning, Acadiana. Welcome into our number two of Acadiana's Morning News. Brandon Como, Bernie is off today. She will be back on Monday. But like I said, we've got a great show lined up for you today. We've had a great first hour. Now on to the second. A little bit later on in the hour, we will have on uh, Jeff Landry, the attorney general who will be running, or who is running, excuse me, for the governorship. He made the announcement uh, just this week, and so uh, he made the announcement on Wednesday, as a matter of fact. So we'll be talking to him in just a little bit. But before we do so, I want to say thank you to our next guest uh, for uh, deciding to move up a little bit um, in time, and that is Eddie Longlene, Crime Stoppers of Million Parish. Eddie, what's up, man? Anything for you, Brandon. I appreciate it, man. <laughs> I really do appreciate that. And um, you know, I wanted to be able to have enough time where we can accurate, you know, we can go through everything that we need to talk about today. And uh, especially when the guys from uh, Firearms Friday weren't able to make it this morning, it just opened right up for you. So we appreciate you jumping. Oh, in. not a problem. I was kind of expecting mm-hmm. to see Bernie, but that's okay. Yeah. You'll do today. <laughs> I'll do for just, just for today. Just though. for today. Just yeah, for today. Yeah. All right. So what do we have uh, on the agenda? Well, the sheriff's office, the main parish sheriff's office is working uh, aggravated battery that uh-huh. occurred on September 24th. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, it happened at a Dollar General store uh, just north of Delcom. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the suspect confronted the victim uh, with a, a machete, oh. and then uh, the suspect uh, didn't thank God didn't didn't strike the victim with the machete, but he did strike the victim uh, with his vehicle. Oh. Uh, it was uh, the vehicle he was driving was a. Uh, uh, a white Chevy Tahoe. If anybody, uh, you, you can go to the web, uh, to the Facebook page, uh, Crime Stoppers of a Mean uh, Facebook page, and look at that, that Chevy Tahoe. It had switch plates on it, and that's why law enforcement's having a, a hard time finding that that vehicle. Mm-hmm. But um, it one of the distinctive uh, marks on it is the broken rear window on the driver's side. Okay. So if anybody sees that, uh, I encourage you to call law enforcement or call, if you want to remain anonymous, call 740-TIPS, or you can download and log on uh, to the P3 app mm-hmm. uh, to remain anonymous, and, and you can actually uh, get a cash reward. Uh, if there's a, if it leads to an arrest, man, what is it with the machetes in Vermillion Parish, man? The second week in a row, we talk about a case involving a machete. I don't know. It's 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 not it's not a good thing. I mean, no. uh, yeah, no. and it, I guess uh, people are, and the the only thing I could see is maybe this person, and I'm I'm just you know throwing it out there. Yeah, yeah. This person might be a convicted felon, might not uh. carry a firearm. Uh, and I know that uh, we're getting harsher penalties now yeah. for convicted, uh, you know, felons in possession of a firearm. So maybe that could be, uh, you know, a factor in it. Yeah. And uh, the, the suspect appears to be a white male. And if you look at the picture, you can see he has a, it looks like he has a tattoo on his left arm. Uh-huh. And uh, he's wearing glasses, has a beard. So yeah, I encourage people to go and check out the Facebook page and see who he is. It's a very um, Halloween month kind of weapon. <laughs> a machete. Since we are in the month of Halloween, you, you know? yeah, I wouldn't. I didn't think of that. But yeah, <laughs> you would think of that, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, we have a bunch of other things going okay. on uh, this weekend too. Uh, of course, this weekend I mentioned it last week. We have the Abbeville Cattle Festival. Yeah, yeah. and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun out there. A lot of entertainment. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, tomorrow from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Uh, Whittington Veterinary Clinic uh, has an anything over rice cook-off, and it's to benefit the animal aid okay. uh, for Vermillion, for the Vermillion area. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be a lot of food. So if anybody wants to go check out some food, good auction items, good bands. There's always good bands every year. 
Uh, and at 1 p.m., uh, nope, that, that canceled. Actually, we were going to have something uh, at the uh, Como Park. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Sunday at 8 a.m., uh, uh, Snap to Fitness has a 5K run at North Vermillion High School to benefit uh, Hardy Strong, which is uh, to benefit David Hardy, mm-hmm. uh, who uh, was in law enforcement, uh, a good friend of mine, and he, uh, he passed away uh, due to cancer. Oh. But uh, it would be a good thing. We participated last year. Uh, we might not. I think we're going to go, but we won't be able to participate this year. But it's a it's a good thing if you have time to go out and do a five k. You don't have to do the five k, but uh, it's it's for a good cause. So anybody uh, who has a little time, it might might benefit you going over there. And then at uh, two p.m. that's on Sunday is going to be the cattle festival parade. So if you looking to want to attend a parade, that would that's a always a big parade. Uh, and then Wednesday uh, is uh, Kaplan has their boogie in the park uh, at Turnley Park from 5.30 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. And then Thursday, uh, Abbeville has the Sounds on the Square at Magdalen Square uh, in Abbeville from 5.30 p.m. to 8 p.m. So there's a lot of activities this week. If you come to Vermillion Parish and you, you can't find anything to do, I think you have a problem because there's plenty to do <laughs> this next week. Any uh, big football games uh, happening uh, tonight in the parish? Yeah, actually, um, last night I had the occasion. I went to uh, help out with a presentation uh-huh. uh, for some inductees inductees to the um, uh, Erath Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. and um, and they had Erath has always had great athletes there, uh, and and the the thing about last night, all three of the the athletes that were inducted. Uh, they all moved on to um, to 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 college to the collegiate uh, athletic world, and they all did well in that world as well. Right. Um, but anyway, it was it was a great uh, thing to see them, uh, and they always do that uh, the night before their homecoming. So Erath has their homecoming tonight, and they're they playing against uh, Saint Martinville. Yeah, I saw that, and that's going to be a, a tough game. Saint Martinville, I believe, is one and three, and uh, Erath is three and one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I believe this is going to be a, a tough, uh, a tough battle for both oh, yeah. of them. Uh, no, but, uh, Saint Martinville. I mean, look, they've been, you know, Coach Vincent Durant. That was my coach mm-hmm. when I was playing at Northside, and he's taken Saint Martinville to the playoffs uh, lately. And I was kind of surprised to hear that they're one and four. Um, that's just that's that's a record unlike what. Coach Vince is used to, but I would, but know, I would I, expect a good challenge. We were talking about it last night, and I, I believe that uh, St. Martinville, their their first couple of games, they they were tough games, mm-hmm. uh, which is good, uh, good match games. But um, I'm not saying Erath is not tough. I'm just saying this is going to be a battle uh, oh, yeah. for both of them. But it is Erath's homecoming, and uh, they are my for me and Paris team, so I'm wishing them uh, the best of luck tonight. Uh, you know, Vermilion Catholic is six and zero on the year. Yeah, they're yeah. moving strong. They really are. Yeah, they, but they've, uh, we've said that before. Vermilion Catholic has always been a a strong team every year. So uh, they they always prove themselves, and uh, it's a single A school, but they always prove themselves. Uh, they they are the mighty Eagles for sure. There you go. And then uh, Abbeville, Abbeville's four and one as well. They only had the one loss to Central Catholic by like one point. And other than that, man, they've been smoking teams, and so they'll be. They're going to take on St. Charles Catholic. That is going to be a, a test for them. That that's going to be a big test, and yeah. it's it's going to be interesting to see at the end how it comes out. And yeah, uh, but Abbeville uh, Abbeville has has a good team. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, I've been following them. Uh, you know, the, especially the game after the the day after to see all the the, the highlights on mm-hmm. what they did. It's 
Um, Vermillion Parish has got some 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 They're good some athletes. Solid teams, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, but that's all pretty pretty yeah. much that I have for the for Vermillion Parish. Yeah. Um, good stuff, man. I always like to end on a high note when we talk about <laughs> Vermillion Parish for sure. Yep, yeah. It's not all about bad. It's mm. all, not all about crime. Vermillion Parish has a bunch of good stuff in it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Eddie Longlinay with Crime Stoppers of Vermillion Parish. As always, man, thank you for your time. Oh, thank you for having me. All right, we'll take this uh, break. We've got news, and then we've got uh, the only announced candidate for the governorship so far. That is Jeff Landry, our current Louisiana Attorney General. He'll be joining us in just a few minutes. This is Acadiana's home for breaking news and weather. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Depend on. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. Find out more about how they can help you at Matthew-James.com. Your 24-7 news source on air, online, and with the KPL News app. Now the headlines from the KPL News Center. From the KPL News Center, I'm Brandon Como. Two Lafayette High School students have been arrested and charged with terrorizing in connection with several threats that have been made against the school. The school was placed on lockdown for a short time yesterday, but the alleged threat did not materialize, and the two juveniles were taken into custody. Lafayette police say a UL student injured in a Wednesday afternoon shooting is now in stable condition following surgery. Police say the shooting did not take place on campus and was the result of a fight between several individuals. The investigation into that shooting is ongoing. Schlumberger has announced plans to invest $11.5 million into bringing its newly renovated operations hub to Lafayette. The project will bring 44 direct jobs and nearly 70 indirect jobs to the area. The project is expected to be completed in 2025. We've got ourselves another pretty warm day across Acadiana today. Temperatures are going to get up to about 90 degrees. This is going to come with some high-level clouds that are drifting their way through the area today. Luckily, a front does make its way through late tonight, and that will cool temperatures down just a little bit. will be about 86 degrees for tomorrow, lower 80s for Sunday. Lows are going to be getting back into the 50s Saturday night. I think they sit in the low to mid-60s tonight. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Charging a cell phone can be like getting a booster shot. A booster is given to enhance or restore protection after a primary series vaccination, which wanes over time. Schedule an appointment when you're eligible. Sponsored by Pfizer and BioNTech. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Right now, traffic. All right, so taking a look at what's happening on the roadways. Of course, school zones are in effect, so please make sure that you are heeding them. Also, uh, nothing to report as far as breakdowns or crashes. Great news here on this Friday. We'll be speaking with Jeff Landry, who's announced he will run for governor in just one minute. Good morning, Acadiana. Welcome back into Acadiana's Morning News, and we're honored to have on our phone lines this morning the first candidate to officially announce that he is running for governor, Louisiana Attorney General Jeff Landry, joins us here on Acadiana's Morning News. Jeff, good morning, sir. Good morning. All right, so you made the big announcement this week. You know, there's been a lot of people that have been expecting it for quite some time, and you finally made it official. Uh, you know, talk about uh, the day that it was, making the big announcement. Talk about the feedback to, that you've been receiving ever since. Well, look, I think, first of all, you know, uh, you know, contrary to what, you know, many people may read and 
some of the media outlets out there, you know, this was not some fate of completed. It was a it was a tough decision to make. I like the job uh, that the people gave me seven years ago. We put together a great team. Uh, we've got some great people that work over at the Louisiana Department of Justice, and we've done some remarkable things uh, over the seven-year period. Uh, you know, I, I think that the decision was based upon the fact that I'm just, I'm tired. Like, I love Louisiana, and I'm sick of being last. And I think that we've just got a crisis of leadership in this state. And I have always said, I've been going around and saying that for a long time, that the greatest natural resource in this state is people. You know, and, and you know, the question that we pose and the message that we put out uh, when we made the announcement, and I'd encourage people to go to our website at jefflandry.com and check out that six-minute video. You know, the question is, is, you know, why is it that you can find a taste of Louisiana on any menu in, anywhere in this country? And yet, you know, a decent job and a good education in the state is just impossible to find. You know, why have we relegated ourselves to accepting that we're last when we could be first? And and so those were things that went into making this particular decision. And in the announcement message that we put out, we chose to make that, that announcement in a particular way to ensure that we could reach as many people who wanted to hear that message because the elections in 2023 are not about me. They're really about you. They're really about the listeners out there. They're about the people of this, this state who are frustrated. And so if you are frustrated, if you're sick and tired of being last, then that's the, vi then our vision is to put Louisiana on a path under which we can be successful. And so it was great. I mean, I think we, we've got a great, tremendous response. Um, I think people, by and large, are tired. You know, they're tired of seeing people leave this state. You know, we say in the video that every person that leaves this state is a family broken because it's true. Uh, and it's more of our culture loss. You know, I, I laugh all the time that, that you know, we, we make a joke about it, that literally, you know, um, you know, half of the people in Houston are from Louisiana. Uh, you know, we, and we can laugh about it, but it's true and it's sad. You know, why can't, what is it that has kept Louisiana out of its rightful place, certainly in the South, but in the country as, as a whole? And so those are, those are the questions that we're going to pose. Those are the salute. We're going to seek solutions to those problems as we work over the course of the next 12 months. So, you know, we're speaking with Jeff Landry and, and, you know, I have to say that your career, um, you've done, you've, you've been elected to a variety of positions, um, you know, before, you know, getting into politics, you served in the National Guard and then, um, you know, of course you ran, you know, on the local level and then you ended up, you know, becoming a U.S. congressman, of course, now, uh, the attorney general, you've served at many different levels of government. Um, and, you know, you've been a part, you know, as a, a businessman, you've just got a wide variety uh, that goes into your background. Um, talk about how going through, you know, those different levels of service and career have prepared you uh, to run for governor for Louisiana. Well, I think it's interesting because I think each one of those steps um, taught me something. And and it's important. Like, I love the private sector. Um, I love being in business. I love creating jobs. Uh, I love working in it. And of course that was first, um, you know, 
when I was, uh, you know, getting out of high school and starting that business. But before that, you know, working my way through college as a police officer and sheriff's deputy certainly has prepared us for today where we see crime and violent crime rampant around the state and, quite frankly, around the country. Uh, you know, we, we have made that a big part of our message as the attorney general from the beginning. We warned all of our elected officials in Baton Rouge about the dangers of tinkering with our criminal justice system without giving it a lot of thought. Uh, we've always said that our criminal justice system needed to be reformed, but that the answer was not to let people out of jail. The, an- the answer, the goal should have been, how do we keep people from going to jail? Uh, and and so, you know, again, like you say, you know, each one of those steps seemed to have um, brought us to this point. Uh, we, we, we talked about economic viability. Uh, as a business owner, believe you me, I know what government regulations feel like, you know, what it takes, you know, to ensure that your employees get paid before you can take a dime, you know, what the impact of insurance, our legal environment, our regulatory environment, our tax structure, all of the things that affect businesses. And so those are the discussions that we're going to hopefully have over the next 12 months, an open and honest discussion with the people of the state. And the question is, what do they want? Because this election is not about me. It's, a, you know, like I said, it's about you. I mean, what, what, do, what do we want? Are you tired? And, um, and so that, that's, um, that's our story. Uh, you know, again, I encourage people, go to our website at jefflandry.com, watch the video, and then, you know, comment. Uh, we, it, again, Brad, it's been, it's been a great and outpouring support. I think people, again, are just tired uh, of, um, of, of, of having uh, to look around the country and see places, especially in the South. You know, we, we laugh, but, like, it, it's no longer Texas. I mean, Arkansas, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia have taken their rightful place in, in, in building communities uh, in states under which people want to go work, live, and enjoy a family. We deserve it here. Yeah, and, you know, it's, it's, it's really been tough. I mean, it, it's good to watch other states do well, but it's tough to see us falling behind. And, and it feels like we're for, we fall in some areas deeper and deeper into last place. Well, I mean, I, look, the result of me not being in Congress today is a result of outward migration, mm-hmm. right? I mean, we lost the congressional seat in 2010 mm-hmm. because of outward migration. What's interesting, though, is today, today there is a migration that's happening across the country. So there is a renaissance. There is an opportunity. The window's going to open and going to close for Louisiana. But people right now, great people are moving around this country not for economic reasons, but for ideological reasons, either because they believe that, you know, they can't practice their religion, you know, in, in their particular states, the uh, tax structure, um, you know, government as a whole, security, crime, public safety. And so you see people flocking. You know, I remember talking to Rhonda Sanders. It's been, well, I guess it's almost been a year now. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the time, people were flocking into Florida. At the time, he told me that were like, uh, he had a quarter of a million people move in to the state of Florida in an eight-month period. Wow. That's a third of a congressional delegate, uh, a congressional seat. Yeah. And so why are they flocking there? 
I was up in South Dakota not long ago visiting with Christy Nome. She's got the fastest growing economy in the country. She put out an ad for police officers uh, because she said, we appreciate you. We stand by you. We back the blue. We won't defund the police here in South Dakota. And I mean, in 24 hours, she got 900 applicants that wanted to go and protect the people of South Dakota. That's the environment we need in Louisiana. So let me ask you this. Um, You know, as attorney general, uh, a good chunk of that time, um, Donald Trump was the president. And during that time period, um, you know, as attorney general, um, you know, you've been you were involved in uh, some, you know, cases, you know, against Governor John Bell Edwards, the current governor um, that and you were able to get, um, you know, uh, close with the Trump administration and be able to do some work on behalf of Louisiana and on behalf of other states that feel the same way as Louisiana does on certain issues. I bring all that up to say this. Um, you know, when President Trump took office, I remember the the first thing that he made a point was to get in there and address regulations um, and to start getting rid of, you know, um, uh, burdensome regulations uh, on business and such. And, and to be able to say, hey, look, we need to shrink government, some of the bureaucracy that's in government. So if you are elected governor of Louisiana, what's that first thing that you're going to do that is going to make your governorship memorable? Well, look, I I agree with with that position. I think we should be streamlining government. I think the states have basically adopted the federal government's position of how many how many rules can we impose on businesses out there. Uh, You know, I'll tell you this. uh, You know, eight years ago, Louisiana commanded about 23 percent of the refining capacity in the country. Today, it's 21 percent. We've lost two percent of the total refining capacity in this country simply, I think, because of Louisiana's archaic tax system, uh, its regulatory burden, the position we've taken um, with attracting business or keeping that business there. So that's in nature, you know, what comes natural to me is wanting to increase those jobs. And, And look, the energy industry has taken has lifted more people out of poverty. The oil and gas industry has lifted more people out of poverty globally than any other industry in the uh, in the world, and yet we allow it to be demonized. And in some kind of way, we believe that today we can heat our homes on an unreliable renewable resource out there, while doing away and demonizing an industry that has lifted more people out of poverty than put people into poverty. And so we want to concentrate on the things that Louisiana has to offer the country that can create good, sustainable jobs and build a bigger, brighter middle class. Because when you have a bigger middle class, you have a more peaceful society. I mean, it's just that those are factual things. They're undisputed. And, and, and again, you look at where we are. But but again, I go back to crime. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't you can't have good jobs. You can't attract people into the state. If you can't keep them secure and it doesn't matter where you live, you deserve to be safe. Doesn't matter if you know a poor neighborhood, you deserve as much safety as someone who lives in a rich one. The north side of Lafayette deserves as much safety as the south side. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Now, let me let me say this. When you talk about crime, of course, you know, uh, some areas Lafayette we we mentioned here um, do come to mind. 
But I also, a lot of people think about New Orleans, and for good reason. I mean, you know, they're basically the homicide capital right now, and, it, and, and it's a shame. Um, you know, it, it's a place where many families are uncomfortable going now to New Orleans. As a governor, what are some things that you can do to help improve the culture in New Orleans as it relates to, to, to dealing with crime and lowering the crime rates? Well, the one thing we know is that the governorship in Louisiana is, the, is one of the most powerful governorships in the country. Now, Absolutely. whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, that's debatable, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But it is. Since the 72 Constitution, it further strengthened the power of the governor. There are a tremendous amount of tools that can be used in order to fix this state and inside the city of New Orleans. The question is, and, and I do believe that the people in New Orleans just about got enough. I think that they finally have reached a point where, hey, this is completely out of control. Now, the city of New Orleans has some unique problems. You know, so like if you look at the crime in Shreveport or Baton Rouge or Lafayette, I like, you know, but again, cities that have real bad violent crime, mm-hmm. like Shreveport and Baton Rouge, New Orleans is unique in fixing that problem. There are some things that need to be done that don't affect Baton Rouge but do affect New Orleans. Um, And the governor can do that. There's a tremendous amount of power in that particular position. And so we will use every level that that is inside of that office in order to bring that city under control. And it's not about the French Quarter. It's not. It's not about the CBD. It doesn't make any sense because that's, that's that's the focus that we've had over the last 20 years. Oh, we're gonna send, you know, Troopers to the French Quarter. Well, that's great. So then what you do, you push the crime element into poorer neighborhoods. Those people are citizens of the state of Louisiana. If you're going to fix New Orleans, you have to fix it holistically. You have to be willing to fix the crime irrespective of where that crime is occurring. And you have to do it in a manner that makes the entire city safe, not just where the tourists, you know, walk. And so that, you know, that, that's the message that we would say. You look, we say it in that video, you know, the good people in these cities, they're just living with a bad government. Mm. Let me ask you this. Um, you know, John Bellard, which has been governor for the past seven years, what would you say is, has been his biggest failure as a governor of the state? And how do you look to rectify that if you get elected? Well, look, again, people ask me, well, who are you running against or who's running in this race? And here's what my answer is. My acknowledgement is the only thing that I'm running against, the only person, if you want to personify mm-hmm. this, that I'm running against is failure. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter who the person It's failure. It's the, it, it's the point that Louisiana continues to fail. And, what I, and, and the only question I thought, look, I'm not here to retread the last eight years. Mm-hmm. I'm not here to talk about the current governor. He's on his way out. What I will tell you is, are you better off today? Then we were those eight years. Are you better off today than we were 12 years ago? You know, are we better off today than we were 20 years ago? Where are we statistically? And so I think that by doing, by by focusing on the issues that are bringing us down and looking at the fundamentals that have dragged us down and whether we're willing to make those changes is the question. I mean, it is possible I mean, look what, again, I, I, you know, I talk about Mississippi. Why, is, why can Mississippi do it? Why can Mississippi leap over us? You know, and I, I tell that story 
of when I was at the LSU Ole Miss game, and I saw Haley Barber and Phil Bryant mm-hmm. in the box where I was at. And it occurred to me that this was Mississippians' choice. They brought a transformational governor in, like Haley, who shook things up, who shook the establishment of Mississippi up. And then, but they didn't just say, oh, okay, Haley, you did a great job at eight years. We're going to go back. No, they, they continued to elect people. And now they're actually on their third transformational governor in Tate Reeves. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you go to Mississippi, and things are a lot different than it was yeah. 20 years ago. And their statistics against Louisiana's is better. You know, we could always, you know, that, that used to be the joke. Well, we don't have to worry. Mississippi's last. Right, right. Well, it's not anymore. Jeff and Lane, so, again, okay. you know, that's the question for the people of the state. Jeff Landry, he has announced he is running for governor of Louisiana, the first uh, candidate to make that announcement. Jeff, thank you so much for spending some time with us, with us this morning. And good luck, and we'll be looking forward to speaking to you down the line. Well, thank you so much. We encourage people to go to JeffLandry.com. It's going to be fun, Brandon. We can have fun while doing it. We can all be champions. Thank you for the time. Thank you. All right. Uh, KPL News Time is coming up on 7.55. We'll take this commercial break. Head on over to uh, Fox News for a national news update, and I'll have state and local headlines coming up. The loudest voices on the biggest issues. We're listening to your concerns. And that's why it's so important for us to say that we hear you. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Depend on it. Listen to your favorite KPL shows on demand now. Subscribe to the Moon Graffon Show podcast and listen to every hour of the show anytime, anywhere. Find more at KPL965.com. And this is the Fox Business Report. Wall Street will be reacting today to the monthly employment report. Tesla CEO Elon Musk says the company plans to deliver its first all-electric semi-trailer truck to beverage and snack giant PepsiCo in December. He says the truck will be able to travel 500 miles on a charge. The electric truck was introduced in 2017. It was first estimated to be delivered by 2019. The trial over Musk's merger dispute with Twitter has been postponed. The judge ordered him to quickly close the deal or the trial will happen in November. Credit Suisse is buying back up to $3 billion worth of debt. The Swiss banking giant is looking to reassure investors that it is cleaning up its operation after recent scandals. That's your Fox Business Report. I'm Ginny Cosola. Invested in you. Smart businesses are always looking for ways to improve. Better work days can start with CentOS. Your dedicated CentOS service reps help make sure you have what you need when you need it. We'll stock your essential cleaning products, deliver hygienically clean workwear, inspect your fire extinguishers, and provide first aid and safety supplies. CentOS is with you every step of the way, so you stay a step ahead. Visit CentOS.com. Oh, I'm ready! And get ready for the workday. News Talk 96.5 KPEL, Brobridge, Lafayette, a Town Square media station. Broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio.
slowdown in hiring. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. That is in the monthly report just out. Also showing a drop in unemployment. Fox's Ginny Casola is here live with the numbers. Dave, the number of new jobs last month declined from August, though the job market held up better than expected in September. There were 263,000 new jobs created. The unemployment rate dropped to 3.5%. And the labor force participation rate, which measures how many people are working and looking for work, declined to 62.3%. A sign a lot of people are not re-entering the workforce, Dave. Ginny's stock futures are now dropping, suggesting more selling at the opening bell this hour as the price of gas rises again today. It's gone up nine cents in three days as OPEC plus countries plan to cut oil production. They gave out the Nobel Peace Prize this morning to some activists who've been helping document Russian war crimes in Ukraine. The Russian Human Rights Organization Memorial and the Ukrainian Human Rights Organization Center for Civil Liberties. And they're also sharing it with... Alice Bialyatsky from Belarus. He is in prison there. The chair of the Nobel Committee, Barrett and Reese Anderson, called for his release. Last night, President Biden warned we're at the closest point to Armageddon now since the Cuban Missile Crisis 60 years ago, saying Russian leader Vladimir Putin's threat to use nuclear weapons in Ukraine is not a joke. The president's son may be in trouble. Hunter Biden could be facing accusations of tax and foreign lobbying violations false statements, and more as federal investigators consider charges against the president's son. A former official tells Fox News that an outcome to the case could be, quote, imminent. Hunter Biden is being investigated by Trump-appointed Delaware U.S. Attorney David Weiss and Fox News first reported back in July that the investigation is at a critical stage, Ryan Schmel says. America's listening to Fox News. This view was worth a hike. Right? And it's a good way to stay on top of my health. Yes, I'm Cologuard, a prescription colon cancer screening option for people 45 plus at average risk. Have you screened for colon cancer? Not yet. Don't wait. It's more treatable when caught in early stages. Tell me more. Cologuard is non-invasive and it's used at home. It detects altered DNA in your stool to find 92% of colon cancers. 92%? Yep, even those in early stages. This was seen in a clinical study with patients 50 and older. Any positive result should be followed by a diagnostic colonoscopy. False positive and negative results may occur. Cologuard is not a replacement for colonoscopy in high-risk patients. Do not use if you have had adenomas, have inflammatory bowel disease and certain hereditary syndromes, or a personal or family history of colon cancer. Most insured patients pay $0. Ask your provider or an online prescriber if Cologuard is right for you. Or visit Cologuard.com. I'm in. Hours before President Biden's Armageddon warning, he handed out a bunch of pardons for pot. For all prior federal offense, federal offenses, for the civil possession of marijuana. The pardons would apply to those convicted in D.C. President Biden is urging governors to do the same for state offenses, arguing no one should be in jail just for using or possessing marijuana. The White House says no one is currently in federal prison for simple possession, but a pardon will help those previously convicted of getting jobs, housing, and education benefits. At the White House, Jared Halpern, Fox News. The abortion issue is back in court in two states. In Ohio today, a judge will consider whether to extend the temporary block he already had put 
on a state law banning most abortions in Kentucky, a challenge based on religious grounds. Three Jewish women are suing the state, saying the legislature imposed sectarian theology by prohibiting nearly all abortions. The plaintiffs say the law infringes on their religious beliefs because Judaism has never defined a life beginning at conception. And under Jewish law, a fetus does not become a human being until birth. Kentucky's legislature enacted a trigger law banning nearly all abortions after the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade in June. The only exception is when the health of the mother is threatened. Tom Rigotti, Fox News. There was a lot of kicking to kick off week five of the NFL season. And the kick is right down the middle. That field goal in overtime on Amazon Prime Video ended up the game winner for the Colts after Indianapolis stopped Denver on a fourth down play later in OT to seal it. Colts beat the Broncos in a touchdownless game, 12-9. to In three hours, the Major League Baseball playoffs begin. There are four wild card games starting with our best of three game series in the opening round. I'm Dave Anthony and this is Fox News. Football is here, and we've teamed up with Restoration One for something that will make any fan yell, who dat? We want to send you and a guest to NOLA for an NFL experience that you'll never forget. It's the ultimate who dat experience, and we're giving you the chance to see New Orleans play up close and personal, live from the plaza level of the Caesars Superdome. Score a pair of tickets to Dome Home Games, as well as a pair of passes to hang out with DJ Digital at the official VIP tailgate, a fully catered pregame party put on by Bullseye Event Group, with free food and an open bar on the rooftop patio of Benson Tower overlooking Champion Square. And thanks to our friends at Legends Bar and Grill, even when the black and gold are playing on the road, you can still celebrate black and gold style at home with a Legends Tailgate prize pack. Beat the squad with 10 burgers, 10 wraps, and 20 bags of chips. You can enjoy at a Legends location or on the big screen at the house. The weekly deadline to enter will be Thursday at midnight. You only need to enter once per game, but every week will be a new opportunity for you to win. All you need to play is the KPL News app. So download it now and enter to win today. Restoration One is your local business to help with any water, fire, and mold damage. Call 337-RESTORE. That's 337-RESTORE to get your property back to its full glory. Your 24-7 news source, on air, online, and with the KPL News app. Now the headlines from the KPL News Center. From the KPL News Center, I'm Brandon Como. Two Lafayette High School students have been arrested and charged with terrorizing in connection with several threats that have been made against the school. The school was placed on lockdown for a short time yesterday, but the alleged threat did not materialize, and the two juveniles were taken into custody. Lafayette police say a UL student injured in a Wednesday afternoon shooting is now in stable condition following surgery. Police say the shooting did not take place on campus and was the result of a fight between several individuals. The investigation into that shooting is ongoing. Schlumberger has announced plans to invest $11.5 million into bringing its newly renovated operations hub to Lafayette. The project will bring 44 direct jobs and nearly 70 indirect jobs to the area. The project is expected to be completed in 2025. Economist Dr. Lauren Scott has issued his most recent economic outlook for Louisiana, and Dr. Scott believes the state is poised to see major job growth over the next two years. Despite the growth, Scott's report suggests Louisiana employment figures will still fall short when compared to pre-pandemic levels. Louisiana has been awarded some federal money to promote tourism. The money will be used to lure travelers, especially from overseas to the state. The combined $900,000 of state and federal money will be used to promote tourism in Mumbai, Madrid, and Milan over the next several months. Ag Commissioner Dr. Mike Strain is working with the USDA to develop a better mechanism for farmers to get assistance after natural disasters. 
Strain says he hopes to see an agriculture disaster bill passed in Congress or provisions of such a bill added to the next version of the Stafford Act. We are just one month away from the federal elections. Senator John Kennedy is the heavy favorite to win re-election, but pollster John Cuvion says that race might have some surprises. Cuvion says he expects Kennedy to win big, but he says that race could echo into next year's statewide race. He says African-American voters are no longer willing to accept just any white moderate supported by the Democratic establishments. The fragmentation that you're seeing in the Senate race is only a beginning of things to come in terms of future statewide races or even regional races. Cuvion expects African-American challenger Gary Chambers to finish second to Kennedy. He says in southwest Louisiana, incumbent Congressman Clay Higgins is facing a strong challenge from Lafayette Republican attorney Holden Hoggett. I'm Marcy Goldsby. Well, speaking of the U.S. Senate, Bill Cassidy was one of many U.S. senators who released a PSA warning about the dangers of rainbow fentanyl ahead of the Halloween, Halloween season. Executive Director of the Louisiana Addiction Research Center at LSU Health Shreveport, Nick Goders, says the Drug Enforcement Administration has found this rainbow fentanyl, rainbow fentanyl in 21 states since February. I know there have been hoaxes in the past that didn't turn out to be real, but uh, they've actually uh, arrested people that had these rainbow-colored pills that probably contained fentanyl in them. Dr. Goder says the pills are made as a way to disguise the drug as it comes into the country, in some cases even looking similar to OxyContin. They're making the fentanyl, they're using drill presses to make it in these shapes and colors to make it look like it's actually real medicines. The doctor says while he can't be sure the drug is targeting children, it could be easily mistaken and urges parents to take caution when trick-or-treating this year. You know, a child isn't going to know the difference. And if they see something that looks like it's a sweet tart or some other type of candy, uh, there's a chance they could accidentally take that. Dr. Godas recommends parents look at the DEA's online resource, what every parent and caregiver needs to know about fake pills, to find more information. President Joe Biden has pardoned thousands of people for federal marijuana possession convictions. Here's more from Kevin Gallagher. The president says possession penalties disproportionately punish minorities, and he's calling on state governors to follow his lead with state convictions. Baton Rouge defense lawyer Andre Belanger isn't impressed. I think politically it is a significant development, but from a legal standpoint, it probably isn't. He says simple possession is a misdemeanor in most places and sees Mr. Biden's pardon as more of a political maneuver than anything else. I just don't think pardoning misdemeanors really moves the needle. But he says if it starts real conversations on marijuana law reforms, it's a good thing. I'm Kevin Gallagher. The state police say one person was killed in a series of crashes yesterday afternoon on Highway 14, about a mile from Kaplan High. Troopers are still investigating the incident in which six vehicles were involved. It's believed smoke from burning cane fields may have been a factor in the incident. The 46th annual Zwali Tamale Fiesta is underway in Sabine Parish, and they are prepping to serve 5,000 dozen tamales. We have arm wrestling contests. We have tamale eating contests. We have a treasure hunt. That's only a few of the activities at the Zawali Tamale Fiesta. President Chris Loop says in addition to arts and crafts, music, and all kinds of food, they'll have a mud bog for your truck. He says you can't leave Zawali without having a tamale, and they have four kinds. Mild, medium, hot. Or extra hot. And you don't want to get that extra hot because you'd have to drink a gallon of water. And if that's the case. Porta pots are next to none. I mean, some of the nice porta pots because people need a place to go to the bathroom and clean. I'm Brooke Thorrington. And in sports, LSU will face its biggest test yet as they take on 8th-ranked Tennessee in Death Valley tomorrow. 
Quarterback Jaden Daniels, who transferred to the team from Arizona State this offseason, says he's excited for the challenge that comes with playing in the SEC. That's why I came here. Uh, that's when I put my name to transfer for. That's something I've been I was looking for. And I, I said I thank God, you know, for putting me in this position uh, to go out there, you know, uh, play Auburn in a hostile environment, and then the next week have a, a, a ranked opponent coming in here to Death Valley, you know, uh, and have the chance to go out there and just showcase my talents and uh, go out there with my brothers and have fun. Daniels has thrown for 915 yards and six touchdowns on a 68% completion percentage this season. But his biggest stat is his zero interceptions to this point. Daniel says he prides himself on limiting turnovers. As you go out there, you know, sometimes, you know, just trusting those guys, um, giving them the 50-50 balls. I know they can make those plays, um, being decisive, you know, and just knowing where to go with the football. If you know where you go with the football uh, pre-snap and, uh, and you confirm it post-snap, then you'll be in, good, you'll be in a, a good chance of going out there and just getting completions and start moving the ball. The Tigers are averaging 36 points per game this season and 26 in SEC play. But against the high-flying offense of the Volunteers, wide receiver Malik Neighbors says they need to get off to a fast start. So we got to come out, you know, way faster, way more technique-wise, formation-wise. You know, we got to come out uh, making plays early because when we make when you make early plays and sparks, it just increases on the defense, increases on the offense, and we got to keep our defense off the field longer. Well, Tiger Stadium is already sold out for the 11 a.m. kickoff. Meanwhile, the Raging Cajuns off on Saturday, but they will be playing a midweek game next week on Wednesday against the Marshall Thundering Herd. Well, staying in the Sun Belt, uh, the uh, ULM Warhawks, they lost to Arkansas State 48-25 to last Saturday after beating the Cajuns the week before. ULM will host Coastal Carolina for homecoming tomorrow. The Warhawks are 2-3, and three, and Coach Terry Bowden says the losing record does not sit well for his team. You see how frustrated they are that they want to win and they want to play as hard as they can to put themselves in a position to win. I like that about this team. They, they, they're going to play their best. They're going to play their hardest. Now, we coaches have to prepare them the best we can, put them in the best situations and, and positions to be successful. Coastal is 5-0, and and they won a close game last week, edging out Georgia Southern 34-30. Bowden says they will arrive in Monroe, believing that they will come away with a win. They got past their hump a few years ago. There was a hump they had to get over. Of course, their quarterback, McCall, was a big part of that back then. He still is. He's a, he's a big function, and, and they're five, sitting 5-0. Five and oh, And they look not so much like a team that is dominant over Appy and everybody else. They, just, they believe in winning. They believe in themselves. They find a way to win. And when they get into a game, they've had some close ones. They just find a way to win football games. And wrapping it up with the Major Leagues and baseball, the Major League playoffs beginning today. First up, it's Tampa Bay versus Cleveland at 11, followed by the Phillies and Cardinals at 1. Then at 3 p.m., Seattle and Toronto meet. And the nightcap is San Diego at the New York Mets. First pitch in that game is set for just after 7 p.m. tonight. We've got ourselves another pretty warm day across Acadiana today. Temperatures are going to get up to about 90 degrees. This is going to come with some high-level clouds that are drifting their way through the area today. Luckily, a front does make its way through late tonight, and that will cool temperatures down just a little bit. will be about 86 degrees for tomorrow, lower 80s for Sunday. Lows are going to be getting back into the 50s Saturday night. I think they sit in the low to mid-60s tonight. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Questions about youth or high school sports? Positive Coaching Alliance can help. PCA, a national nonprofit organization, develops better athletes and better people through youth and high school sports. Info at positivecoach.org. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Right now, traffic. All right, so looking at what's happening on the roadways right now, we do have a crash with injuries. Moss Street at East Willow. That's Moss at Willow. 
That's a crash with injuries. We also have another crash uh, involving Willow Street. This is at its intersection with Redding Avenue. Um, and we do have a couple other crashes to mention to you, actually three of them. First, we're going to head on over to Scott for a crash, St. Mary Street at Park West Drive. Then we're going to come back here to Lafayette as we've got two crashes uh, more to tell you about. One of them is Johnson Street near its intersection with Camellia. Actually, it's closer to its intersection with Rena Drive. And then Bertrand Drive, not far down the road from us, we have a crash near its intersection with Banks Avenue. Please be careful this morning. We were looking good up until a few minutes ago. Flash free. Good morning, Acadiana, and welcome into hour number three of Acadiana's Morning News. No Bernie this morning, but she will be back on Monday. But sitting in Bernie's chair right now, Ed Bowie, AOC Executive Director. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah. Good to be here. Yeah, hey, thank is. you for coming in. So yes. it's I'm going to be in Bernie's chair. Yeah. I'm no Bernie, but it's good to be here. Oh, man. Look, well, you're Ed, and we appreciate you stopping by. <laughs> it's good to be here. So, all right, y'all got a fundraiser coming up for AOC. Well, how'd you know? Ah, I asked you. I do know. It's a, well, this is a, you're the first person in the public to know about okay, this. That, okay. Uh, uh, we're pretty excited. AOC, uh, over the years, has had an income stream that's based on uh, Cox and LUS mm -hmm. paying money to the city. Well, that okay. money's drying up, so we're in the fundraising business. And mm -hmm. with little experience in fundraising, we said, you know, we can do a golf tournament. No right. good. We can do a 10K. No good. Let's charge people 80 bucks for a meal and a speech. No mm -hmm. good. And so we came up with an idea that, that we're really excited about. It's going to benefit AOC as a fundraiser, mm -hmm. but we're partnering with the primary uh, animal care centers here okay. in Lafayette. Then we're going to produce a big expo. It's going to be at the Hyman Center. It's going to be all the way in oh. April, so there's plenty of time between now and then. But okay. it's going to be, it's called For Pet's Sake. The whole concept is around uh, sharing pet information, pet products, uh, vets, and so forth. Mm -hmm. So we're going to sell booth space okay. to people who have pet and pet-related uh, services and so forth. Mm -hmm. We've got speakers coming in to talk about various aspects of pet care and the legal aspects, what the leash law is, mm -hmm. and how to deal with a nervous dog and so forth. Mm -hmm. And so partnering with these these other nonprofits, they're going to get free space to... Yeah. to uh, handle adoptions and to share information and they'll put their own 10 cups out there to raise a little money. Yeah. So today I'm um, here peddling opportunities. If you want to be in front of uh, uh, family, friendly animal lovers, mm -hmm. uh, if you've got any kind of product or service you think you'd like to expose to them, get in touch with AOC, mm -hmm. uh, booth space available, sponsorships are available. And, uh, I'm excited that I think our partnership is going to have a ripple effect to quite a few other organizations. Yeah. And it's giving businesses a chance to, uh, they benefit. They don't just give us money. They get to get in front of a lot of people in person. Very and cool. So it's kind of a, it's, it's us. We're excited because it's different. I don't have to. Very different. I'm not putting together a 10K. And I, <laughs> you know, we looked into 10Ks and I'll tell yeah. you what, there are a lot of those 10Ks out there. There man. are. There's a lot of the 10Ks, a lot of the dinners, but what y'all are doing is something very unique and opening it up to the public to be able to be a part of it, um, and they can get some education out of it as well. Well, yeah, they, uh, there's, uh, I hate to say it this way, but there's something for everyone. Yeah. And there really is. Mm -hmm. uh, and we got in some entertainment. We hope to have uh, the little wiener dog races and that kind of thing. <laughs> Going to talk about having the police horses. Yeah. It, it'll be a day of activity and events. 
Uh, there possibility Bay Nation will be providing shipping for pets at either a discount or free, and uh, rabies, the whole shebang, yeah, uh, yeah. will be made available. So that's the fundraiser. That's what I'm here to pitch. But mm-hmm. I'll make an abrupt segue since you're not giving me the cutoffs. <laughs> I'm not, man. Keep on talking. We're good. Keep on Keep going. Keep on talking. Uh, we yeah, had, yeah. Uh, I just want to brag about uh, AOC's back, the whole uh-huh. COVID thing. And I'll yeah, be honest, yeah. the COVID thing kind of kicked us in the knees there. We were oh, down. Sure. The numbers were bad, but yeah. uh, we're blowing and going and uh, covering two or three events a week now, and the public is coming in doing their own shows, mm-hmm. which is a reminder. You can do your own TV. You can do your own radio. You can do your own podcast. Uh, we have all the equipment. We're teaching you to work it. Mm-hmm. Don't be shy. i uh, got a great staff and a lot of volunteers around. So yeah. uh, if you're interested in anything having to do with digital production, call us, and we will introduce you to people like Brandon, and you can mm-hmm. come over here and work uh, after we show you what these buttons that he presses do. There you go. And then you come over here and be Brandon. Yeah, I mean, you talked about it before. People that are in radio today, uh, many of them got their start over at AOC. Yeah, a lot of them uh, uh, in this building, in fact. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and you should have. I, I, I found out that you started at UL. You should yeah, have yeah. come to see us, man. I know, I should have. Now, yeah. I have been, well, uh, you know, hey. Ian, uh, Ian Ozan, of course, uh, you know, he's been here on KPL. I still do games with him on Friday nights, but, you know, Ian has brought me on a few times over at AOC to so do shows been, with him and such. Okay, you've been over there then? I've been over there. I've, no, y'all, okay. great. Been to the great. new building or the old building? Um, hopefully the new one. Well, it depends. When when was the new building? The new building. That's 10 years ago. Oh, no, I've, I've definitely been there. But, okay, uh, well, our, our, yeah. I said we refer to it as our new building, although it's, it's well, it's more than 10. It's 12 yeah. Years, yeah, yeah. 12 years old now, but that was a pivotal point mm-hmm. in AOC's growth curve. Yeah. Uh, the building we were in, uh, had a city councilman actually wanted to wear a hard hat to come in. It was that. <laughs> oh, it was old and beat up. Yeah. Uh, and, and we moved downtown to Rosa Parks. Yeah. Uh, we're down there, uh, in the, not in the heart of downtown, but on the edge of downtown to Rosa Parks Transportation right. Center. Get your pencil out. I'll give you the email address and a mm-hmm. phone number. Mm-hmm. Tick, tick. Got your pencil? Two, three, two, four, four, three, four. And you can contact us at info at aocinc.org. To find out about that fundraiser, it's called For Pets' Sake. Okay, it's all the way to April, but if you procrastinate, you won't get booth space. Um, and people here really do love their pets. I mean, they, they yeah, love they their do. pets. Yeah, I, I, we did a little research to find out the penetration of pets into homes is something like seventy-two, seventy-three percent in Acadiana. Yeah, that's a lot of pets. It is. That's a lot of pets. And, and, everywhere and, I look, people have pets. Yeah, and, yeah. and that, our our concept is to embellish that experience for people. We're not just trying to get people to. to uh, uh, Look around. We mm-hmm. want to come learn something, uh, meet them, meet different vets, and, and uh, education to this thing. I, it's kind of strange, but we hope that we can enlighten the public a whole lot about there's more yep. about pet ownership than have one, put it in the backyard. Yep. And uh, I'll, a little, I ask you, do you have pets? Um, I did, not right now, but. You uh, have two children. Yeah, I got two children. <laughs> Trust me, they're two enough. Two children at pet age. <laughs> they are and, enough. <laughs> yeah, and we did talk about doing uh, all the other things. We were going to have yeah. a, a, a wedding show, mm-hmm. you know, to try to make money at a wedding. No, I didn't want to do that. Then mm-hmm. we were going to do a baby thing. Yeah. I said, no, none of us are. I'm, I'm a great grandfather almost. I don't want to do babies. So, uh, <laughs> well, but you talked about the, the chip and, and, and the spaying, and, and I did all that with my pets, um, especially the, the chip idea, you know. Um, when we have holidays around and fireworks go off and sometimes pets get loose and such, yeah. having that chip in your pet is comes out as it's so valuable. I can I can testify from personal experience, mm-hmm. but very very close friends uh, have more times than you would think statistically have saved pets because they had chips in. Absolutely, them. and it's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's uh, either free or inexpensive. Yeah. you can save your pet's life. It's mm-hmm. peace of mind for everybody. Uh, I would highly recommend it, whether you come to the expo to do it, 
Uh, I know they do it at a lot of places around town. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like I say, some are free and some are not. But you can contact Spay Nation or the Lafayette Animal Shelter, and they'll put you under how to get that done. And I say yeah, one of the most heartbreaking things is to hear <clears throat> when we have a shelter that has too much uh, animals in it. And so that spaying, you know, I mean, that's the big thing. If we can, you know, Bob Barker used to always say, help control the pet population. I mean, it, it just rings so true today. It's it's true. The uh, They call it TNR, uh, trap, neuter, and release, or yeah. return. Mm-hmm. And they'll they'll clip it. This is for cats. They'll clip the left ear so mm-hmm. uh, so trappers can tell that they've been fixed. And they found that that's the best way to keep the population down because uh, you can't catch them all. Yeah. And uh, you, you don't want to pull them all down just because they reproduce. So you you neuter them, right. put them back where they are. Yeah. And uh, I'll tell a quick story about myself, and mm-hmm. it's not my own fault, but I have thirteen backyard cats. Oh wow. Uh, okay. I had two that I was feeding and I had a neighbor that I didn't know it, but she had a whole colony, like thirty <laughs> oh, cats and she passed away. Yeah. And and when she passed away, these cats found my backyard. Uh-huh. And but slowly but surely I've been capturing them and I and yeah. I get them in the system and, and people at Spay Nation uh help us out and, and so I've neutered a whole lot of cats. That's awesome. And doing that spay thing. And I would encourage anybody with pets, uh the pets are happier mm-hmm. when they don't have that reproductive urge going on all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, male cats are easier. I don't know about dogs so much, but I suspect mm-hmm. a docile dog, uh, once you fix them. Yeah. Take care of those animals that yeah. take care of you. Absolutely. Uh, they really will. It's better than kids, Brandon. Not that you, you can't <laughs> trade them now. No kids, no. no. <laughs> so before we let you go, give out that contact information again for anyone wanting to know more or be more a part of the big event coming in April. All right. If you want to get anything from or to or to do with AOC, use the, the kind of introductory email. It's info at aocinc.org. Uh, you send us anything you want or ask, and it goes to the right person on staff. Uh, get to us there. And, and take advantage of the opportunity to do local training, local mm-hmm. discussion, yeah. meet people right here in town. Uh, and you, you might be able to, we did the Latin Fest last weekend, so we had a lot of volunteers on stage shooting mm-hmm. Latin Fest. How was that? Uh, so good. It was awesome. Uh, yeah. One of the best. Uh, it was a great festival. I, there's too many festivals to say one of the best. That's absurd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's absurd. Yeah. Uh, but it was, it was very, very well done, well attended, uh, great performances, and, and the universe has given us weather. This is lifetime quality weather. So it, it was real, real good. It is. And we've had it for more than actual just three days. It's been nice. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> I think we had another few at least going on. Yep. Take advantage of everybody. Absolutely. Love your neighbor. Ed, man, appreciate your time. Dude, I'll be here anytime. Absolutely. Appreciate right. you, Brandon. We'll take this quick commercial break, and I've got news coming up. News Talk 96.5 KPEL, broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. Find out more about how they can help you at matthew-james.com. Your 24-7 news source, on air, online, and with the KPEL News app. Now the headlines from the KPEL News Center. From the KPEL News Center, I'm Brandon Como. Two Lafayette High School students have been arrested and charged with terrorizing in connection with several threats that have been made against the school. The school was placed on lockdown for a short time yesterday, but the alleged threat did not materialize, and the two juveniles were taken into custody. Lafayette police say a UL student injured in a Wednesday afternoon shooting is now in stable condition following surgery. Police say the shooting did not take place on campus and was the result of a fight between several individuals. The investigation into that shooting is ongoing. Schlumberger has announced plans to invest $11.5 million into bringing its newly renovated operations hub to Lafayette. The project will bring 44 direct jobs and nearly 70 indirect jobs to the area. The project is expected to be completed in 2025. 
Economist Dr. Lauren Scott has issued his most recent economic outlook for Louisiana, and Dr. Scott believes the state is poised to see major job growth over the next two years. Despite the growth, Scott's report suggests Louisiana employment figures will still fall short when compared to pre-pandemic levels. Louisiana has been awarded some federal money to promote tourism. The money will be used to lure travelers, especially from overseas, to the state. The combined $900,000 of state and federal money will be used to promote tourism in Mumbai, Madrid, and Milan over the next several months. Ag Commissioner Dr. Mike Strain is working with the USDA to develop a better mechanism for farmers to get assistance after natural disasters. Strain says he hopes to see an agriculture disaster bill passed in Congress are provisions of such a bill added to the next version of the Stafford Act. We've got ourselves another pretty warm day across Acadiana today. Temperatures are going to get up to about 90 degrees. This is going to come with some high-level clouds that are drifting their way through the area today. Luckily, a front does make its way through late tonight, and that will cool temperatures down just a little bit. will be about 86 degrees for tomorrow, lower 80s for Sunday. Lows are going to be getting back into the 50s Saturday night. I think they sit in the low to mid-60s tonight. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KP. Celebrating 20 years of enlightening Acadiana, Moon Griffon, next on News Talk 96.5 KPL. And welcome back into Acadiana's Morning News. Brandon Como here. Bernie will be back on Monday. But we've had a very busy show, and uh, we've had some great guests, and this next one is no um, exception. Jenna Quinn joins us, and I told you a little bit about her story earlier um, in the program. And you know, Jenna Quinn is someone um, who um, you know suffered uh, child sex abuse uh, at a, a young age, and um, she survived it. And she not only survived it and came forward about it, but has been a huge advocate for those survivors and someone that has come out and um, you know, has worked with uh, legislators and uh, other important people uh, behind the scenes to be able to bring about more awareness to this issue. And, you know, someone who has, uh, you know, really worked to help not only bring awareness about it, but um, more education about it and to help that, you know, if there, when there are those that are suffering to not have to suffer uh, in silence to be able to come forward. And so Jenna Quinn uh, joins us now on the phone lines. Jenna, thank you so much for your time. Absolutely. Thank you for addressing this important topic this morning. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. So last time I had you on, it was on the Moon Graffon show. I was guest hosting that day, and we talked about um, the uh, federal law that was signed by President Biden that lifted the uh, timeline uh, that was put on civil suits um, in these child sex abuse cases. And during that discussion that me and you had we talked about jenna's law um which was uh passed in texas uh, over a decade ago and you had mentioned how you know there's 26 states that have like that law or some version of it in their state and the desire to make it more on the federal level and now um there was a press conference that uh you recently uh were a part of where advocates are pushing to make the law um the Jenna Quinn law, a federal law. Tell us, you know, about the press conference itself and, and, and tell us how much closer are we to getting to that point? Absolutely. So, uh, first of all, for those who don't know, Jenna's law, um, as you mentioned and you recapped it so well, um, passed in Texas in 2009 and then now several states have adopted um, a version of Jenna's law. And what, what Jenna's law does is it was really a 
a response to what I wish I had. It's what I needed when I was going through what I was going through. Um, so I had, you know, very clear warning signs. Um, my teachers, the adults around me, my parents were never educated on how to have that conversation, what to look for, how to respond. And as a student, I was never given, you know, opportunities to tell in any of my safe places. My parents didn't have a prevention conversation with me. My school didn't have a prevention conversation with me and my church didn't have a prevention conversation with me and so I concluded that this must be something that's better left unspoken mm. and that's the message that we send to children and youth when safe adults aren't the first ones to talk about them talk right. to them about body safety and so Jenna's law is a requirement for primary and secondary schools to train um, all school staff and mandatory reporters on what the warning signs are, behavioral, emotional, physical warning signs, as well as um, giving students the opportunities to tell through um, body safety conversations and predator awareness and things like that. And of course, it's all very age appropriate and it's all very developmentally appropriate according to the, you know, the child's grade. In one area. And so now, oh, I'm sorry. No, no, I was just going to, just going to drop in there in one area where the federal comes in at is that federal funds would be used to be able to train um, these adults who work with children to be able to recognize and report child sexual abuse. That's exactly right. And so one of the biggest issues we've seen in, you know, most states is um, the need for resources and funding because in many communities, I know in your community and in mine, even though we're in different states, mm -hmm. uh, we all have access to uh, child advocacy centers, rape crisis centers. You know, there's a lot of really wonderful grassroots um nonprofit organizations that are doing this type of work. They're trying to get into the schools. They're trying to get information into, you know, the parents' hands. And some, some, sometimes it's for free and sometimes there's a cost because they're programs. So this will allocate funding um, for all the states through the Department of Health and Human Services um, so that if that is a reason for why someone can't access um, education to this, then that takes care of, um, you know, that issue of funding. They'll be able to access it. So who uh, was able to speak uh, in, um, uh, in conjunction with you uh, at the press conference? So the press conference was really wonderful for, for many reasons. We had um, our U.S. Senator John Cornyn there, who is uh, the, the sponsor of the Jenna Quinn Law in our United States Senate. The co-sponsor is a Democrat Maggie Hassan from New Hampshire. Um, but this was in Texas, so we had Senator John Cornyn there. We had Representative State Representative Tan Parker, who originally championed Jenna's Law in 2009, and we had... Um, assistant Dallas Assistant Chief of Police, um, the Tarrant County Sheriff Bill Wayborn. We had uh, ISD representatives there, and everyone was there sharing success stories. It was so beautiful to hear. And and when someone like myself goes to an event like this, it really, you know, you do all this work behind the scenes, but when you go. And you see everybody in a room sharing all of the success stories from students and from teachers reporting. It really makes it real for you. And, um, you know, everyone was basically saying how well this has worked and how we need more support from other states to be able to get this, get this passed. Because the issue is that 
This is the second time it has passed our United States Senate mm-hmm. unanimously. Unanimously this has passed, not once but twice. So the question is now, will our U.S. House of Representatives do the right thing this time around? So it really passed the, the Senate unanimously the, the first time and then failed in the House? And when was that? It's pa- Yes, so it has passed twice now unanimously. Mm-hmm. It passed in um, it passed in 2020, and okay. so our 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 press releases were virtual at that time and everything. Yeah. Um, but again, it died in the House, wow. and this time we have uh, just a few months left now before the end of this Congress for them to send the right message on its very simple question: Do you want to stop? the sexual abuse of children and youth, this Congress or not. And so far, you know, I I haven't seen any movement in the House yet. So we're really trying to push people to reach out to their U.S. uh, House members um, to try to get this done because there are several co-sponsors right now, um, both Republican and Democrat in the House that are trying to push this through. Yeah, I mean, you've got uh, legislators from both sides of the aisle and from all different parts, where whether it's the House or the Senate. So when it failed in the House, did it fail because it never got heard or did it actually fail? Did people actually vote against it? So it failed because it never made it to committee. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it didn't get heard. It never got the chance to to get a vote. Another example, um, and I'm sorry, but another example of um, Congress spending too too much time on other things and not on some of the most important things that we need. And, you know, um, that's just, that's very frustrating to hear um, because what you're bringing up, you know, we talk about these things in politics, but then to actually hear it from someone who is an advocate, who's pushing for the right thing and for them to just not even, you know, bring it to committee, uh, something this important. um, It's just, it's, it's mind boggling. It's, it's amazing. You know, these people are supposed to work on our behalf and especially on the behalf of our young children um, who feel so helpless uh, many times when a situation like this happens with them. And to know that they didn't even take it up, that tells me that they are not doing nearly enough to fight for our kids. That's very disheartening. It is. It's, it's very disappointing. And especially now today, you know, in this day and age, I, I grew up in the 90s, which I think was a really great time to be a kid mm-hmm. uh, compared to now. <laughs> Yeah. And but things are different now. You know, we have uh, information from Internet Crimes Against Children that mm-hmm. that has said one in five regular Internet users. We're talking about our youth here. So 18 and under one in five of our youth who are regular Internet users have received unwanted sexual solicitation. So our children are more at risk now than ever before, because we have not only in-person crimes to think about, but online exploitation as well. Wow. Uh, Jenna Quinn has been our guest. Jenna, thank you so much for joining us once again. And like I said last time, thank you so much for what you do to advocate um, for our children who need. So thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Um, we're going to go ahead and take this quick commercial break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to wrap the show up. And don't fret. I know it's been a very busy morning. Still got your code for the 8 o'clock hour. I know we're doing a little bit late, but your win cash code, we're going to do it when we come right back from this commercial break. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
It's time to win cash. Get your KPL News app ready because here's your chance to win up to $30,000. Just enter the following code into your KPL News app where it says win cash and make sure you listen for more codes throughout the day because the more codes you enter, the better your chances. Here is your next code. All right, it's a little bit late, but your 8 o'clock hour code is 195. That's 195. The KPL Topic Train is running right on time. Speeding through the headlines to start your day. Brought to you by Broussard Pochet LLP, certified public accountants. All right, let's end off our Friday with the Topic Train. And on this day, October 7th, 2003, the Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger, former bodybuilder and actor, was elected to replace California Governor Gray Davis, who was recalled. One of the few recalls that was actually successful. Of course, the governator was not uh, successful as a, well, it was just a bad, bad governorship. So um, there you go. All right. So today is National Frappe Day. So frappes are actually one of my favorite versions of coffee, caffeinated beverages. I'd probably say it is my favorite. Um this day celebrates all the blended drinks that can be whipped into a frappe, like coffee or a milkshake. As a matter of fact, my favorite frappe to get is at McDonald's. I love their frappes. Um, whether it's their mocha or their caramel, absolutely delicious. Speaking of McDonald's, adult Happy Meal mania. McDonald's workers say the promo getting out of hand. And um, this is, you know, not here. This is uh, at other parts of the country. They're begging customers to stop ordering adult Happy Meals. So many employees are taking to social media to complain that the new adult Happy Meals, um, quote, are killing me. Uh, the issue appears to be that in order to buy one of the adult Happy Meals, customers need to pick up a Big Mac or a box of 10 chicken nuggets. That's significantly bigger and more complex orders than uh, go into a traditional child's Happy Meal box. Apparently, the boxes have not even been designed to stack something that puts additional strain on the staff have to juggle the endless orders um but hey look everybody excited about the adult happy meal i mean look you know i remember getting happy meal as a kid and loving it and so you know anytime we can go back and have some nostalgia as an adult we love to do so so um i'm not surprised that it uh is what it is um but you know honestly mcdonald's has come up with so many great uh promotions over the years um you talk about the mcrib i mean there's so many others as well that they have just uh People just go crazy over it. People love their McDonald's, absolutely. All right, and uh, let's see here. Do we have some time? Uh, let's see here. Do we want to end off on... Let's see. All right, here we're going to end off on this one. Lisa Carroll of Hurley, Mississippi, considers herself to be an American patriot, so she was appalled when police arrested her after she was seen going through parked cars in the parking lot of the local high school. Lisa told officers she was not stealing. Although she was in possession of four cell phones, two purses, and some marijuana, she told officers she was simply checking each of the vehicles for ISIS terrorists who could have been hiding there. And because there have been no ISIS attacks in Mississippi, Lisa felt officers should have been thanking her instead of arresting her. Wouldn't hold my breath on that, Lisa. 
All right, that is going to do it for the show. Moon Griffon is coming up next, and the man is fired up. I think he's even more fired up than usual this morning. So without that, bid you adieu. Be back on Monday. Bernie will be as well. And looking forward to hearing from you as well. You're listening to Acadiana's Morning News here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. to American Ground Radio's Morning Minute. The Dallas Federal Reserve Bank says that due to inflation, this is the most difficult time for employed workers in at least the last 25 years. Do you remember in the 1980 presidential debate between Ronald Reagan and Jimmy Carter? Reagan, the challenger, asked the American people a very simple question. Are you better off today than you were four years ago? That's actually a good question to ask any time you go to vote, but none of us are. Real wages have failed to keep up with inflation. Groceries are up. Mortgage costs, rent, transportation, it's all up. And yet only two years ago, it was the complete opposite. It's as if this country has been thrown in reverse. If America was a person, it'd be wearing a net brace right about now. And the way to fix it is just to undo everything Biden has done. Return each weeknight with Louis R. Abalone and Stephen Parr from 9 to 10 p.m. on News Talk 96.5 KPEL.